0: Pricy people suck. Wow. No.
1: of n 4 G Radio. It's episode 539 for November 26th, 2018. The turkey day is over, the Christmas season has begun, and Black Friday has come and gone. Today is Cyber Monday. On the show this week, we've got Mr. Anthony. Hello. And back by the popular demand, we have Mr. Jay.
2: Guten Tag.
1: There you go. And Mr. Drew will be joining us shortly. I don't know what do did I
2: do did I say that right? Do you guys know any German? Is that That's
1: Chris? Okay. There awesome,
2: yeah, yeah, I did it.
1: You didn't do it with an accent though, so Yeah, but that's fine. Well
2: that, that would have been offensive. I, I'm terrible with accents, as you
3: guys already know.
1: Right, you know it's, it's yeah, it's um but hey, Black Friday, anybody buy anything? Anybody get anything good?
3: I bought a television. You did nah, buy what nice. kind of
1: television did you buy?
3: I bought an RCA 50 inch, um, with ro- like it's smart television, 4K HDR.
1: I have never seen RCA's smart interface. Is it worth a
3: shit? It's it's. I don't know if uh, Roku's the same on everything.
1: Yeah, I think if it's, it's Roku, then you it's Roku. you made out because Roku is the best smart
3: interface. It's a, It is very nice. I can use my phone as the remote. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, that's great. That's one of the smartest things. Um, the setup was pretty quick. It uh, it did all of its updates, and I mean, it was less than 10 minutes of setup.
1: Yeah, I, I love Roku. I've actually got Roku set up on every TV in the house because Vizio's smart uh, interface is terrible, uh, as is LG's. So...
3: One thing I have to say about the television itself, uh, so I went from a 24 inch to a 50 inch, which is already a huge jump. Yeah. But, um, what I, what I do have to say is it was super easy to put together, which I used to set up televisions at stores. That is not the case with every television. The legs are right to the bottom, two screws on each leg, done. Um, it, uh, where are the HDMI ports? They haven't, like, there's three HDMI ports. They haven't spread them out all over the television. That's a normal thing, too. Uh, like, there's like usually some, like, one on the side and, like, two in the back or three in the back or whatever. All three are right next to each other. Um, there's a standard, um, like, uh, RCA jack-in I never use. Uh, not on a 4K television. That would be awful. Um, there's USB ports on the side, which I have a HDMI splitter going to. So, um, yeah, no, it's wonderful. I've uh, started up some games. I kind of just put on the newest consoles I have um, to run through it. Um, but th- yeah, it's nice having a television that's not 24 inches. Which I will say, it's a I my my 24 inch Dynex from Best Buy has lasted almost <laughs> a decade. It's 1080p, which you can't get. Uh, you can't get 24 inch 1080p televisions anymore. They just don't make them. So, I mean, it's held up for close to a decade now. But well, Why
2: uh, did you stick with the 24-inch for so long when these TVs are so cheap nowadays? And but it's, it's cool not cheap in Canada.
0: Man.
3: Like, it's the not. television – no. So the television I bought um, – now, to be fair, I paid a little bit for brand name, but I also paid a little bit for the smart television aspect of it. But, like, if the you get it – you haven't – like, I was talking to Ken before, before Black Friday um, about it if i want to pay 200 dollars for a 4k television it will not be a smart television and it'll be a brand name no one's ever heard of not like oh it's a no brand like not a well-known brand name or whatever like it was a brand name i could not find a single review for so um <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it, sounds like it like a it's... third world country of TVs up in Canada, <laughs> it, but it is. So 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 um, it has it has Sony guts. Trust <laughs> me, believe me, Sony guts. It, it's 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 it, it is a problem in Canada. Like like I said, like they don't make t- 1080p That's... televisions. Um, my like the 24 inches anymore. I was willing to upgrade to a 32 at one point because it was just going to be give me a little bit more space and that I could sit at it still like a computer monitor. Um, which I don't use the 4K television for at all, which I use my 24-inch as well uh, as still. Um, and the thing was is that I could not get a 32-inch television that was a 1080p anymore. They just don't make them. They make 720s. And the, when it went up to 1080p was 40-inch, and those are like minimum $200. And that's absurd on every level. Um, you know, Ken was telling a story years, uh, was it two years ago, Ken, when you, or was it last year when you upgraded to the 4k? Oh
1: God, I think it's been about a year and a half, almost two years. Okay.
3: You, you, you were telling the story that you couldn't get someone to take away (laughs) your 1080p television. No, I couldn't. I was like
1: trying to give it away and nobody wanted it. That would
3: not be the case in Canada because televisions are expensive and then there's a recycling fee on top of it. Mm. Yeah. On the, on the
2: flip side, in the States, I too bought a TV before Black Friday, because the, uh, the TV in the living room broke down, so I bought a 55-inch Vizio, and it cost me, like, $330. Yeah, that's
3: that's what mine yeah. cost me before tax.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, TV, this is, like, the 4K stuff. Vizio video quality is actually pretty excellent, Uh, in terms of, like, contrast levels and stuff like that. Obviously, it's not as good as, like, an LG OLED or anything like that, but... Um, for what you pay for, it's just so nice, man. It's is crazy.
1: Yeah how, yeah, how
2: cheap these things have gotten.
1: I saw I saw like excellent TVs for under five hundred dollars. Just about mm-hmm. every brand over Black Friday.
2: Uh, well, did you guys pick up any games during Black
1: Friday? I didn't get no. any games. I did pick up the Jurassic Park 4K collection. Twenty bucks.
2: Is that like? Is that like every Jurassic Park movie ever?
1: Everything except for the new one. It had the the original four, so everything through World. Wow, oh, not okay. bad.
3: But, I still yeah. say I still like three. I know a lot of people don't, but I think three is a pretty cool concept. But I couldn't Threes. pass
1: that up for twenty bucks because I think it oh, no. just came out earlier this year for like eighty. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah.
2: Yeah, they, they have some crazy Blu-ray deals. I picked up most of the game releases that I picked up were VR related. Because I picked up the PSVR. Uh, well, I, first of all, let's just say that I picked up the PSVR just like Ken did. The same deal, right? Two hundred dollars. The AstroBot plus mods. I, actu- right?
1: I actually uh, opted to get the one with the move controllers, just in case I ever uh, needed them. I see. I see. So I yeah. got the Creed slash Super Hot bundle.
2: Ah, uh, oh, so you already have a uh, Creed and Super Hot. Yes. How much was that? Is that three hundred? Two fifty. 250. Wow, what two move controllers?
1: Yeah, cuz I was looking at it and I was like if I ever decide to get the move controllers what are they going to run me and they're yeah. they're a pack of 2 for 100 bucks. I was like, "Oh, I should just spend the 50 bucks now." That was yeah. smart.
0: Definitely smart. Cuz you need
3: you need the move controllers for some of the best games.
2: Mhm. Um, I already had the move controllers from PS3 yes, generation? Yeah. Because I used to play those, like, rail shooters and stuff like that. They're just fun, like, party time killers for me. So I picked those up. We played, like, Resident Evil, Dark Side Chronicles, Umbrella Chronicles, other stuff like that. What was that other one? Um... House of the Dead, right? Those games are pretty fun yeah. as well. Overkill, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those games are good. So I picked it up for that. It just it just still works. I plug it I in. It, it you know, it just happens to work on the PS4 and I'm glad <laughs> for that.
3: Sorry, you don't just plug it in, you blow the dust off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Basically. And was is- luckily for me it was being it was in a container, so it wasn't much of a thing. So I picked up a bunch of uh VR games including uh Zona Vendors 2 Mars. Um I picked up uh, Wipeout Omega Collection. And I'm thinking about picking up some other things, but I'm gonna wait until they're in sale. Cause you know, I still have some games. Luckily, a lot of the PS Plus games are also PSVR, like um, Until Dawn, Rush of Russia Blood, Bound, yeah. and some other titles. So that kind of you know put my list up as far as like games that I want to play. And you know, add to that uh, Moss and uh, is pretty good. I also picked up Detroit, cause that was in sale for 20 bucks, and I've been meaning to play that for a long time. And uh, what is that last game that I picked up? I picked up uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. Because oh, yeah. I never played the uh, DLC.
1: The thing was like $10.
2: Yeah, it was, yeah, I bought it for $10, which is a steal for that game. Yeah. Add it to my collection for good. Also get to play the DLC. Sounds like a good idea, so I picked that up. But yeah, a lot, a lot of really good deals. Uh, this Blackfire there for sure. So I, I think grabbed a lot of them. it depends I, on
1: it depends on who you're talking to because the, the the deal that killed everybody was that Fallout was dropping like the stock market. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah,
2: what is it like thirty dollars now? hour? It, it was, that game I think thirty yeah, or thirty five was the last. It came of... out in November,
3: right? It yeah. came
1: out like a week and a half ago. <laughs>
3: that game is. Um, I, I lied. I did pick up um a couple games. Uh, I bought the. Uh, I bought the, the character pass or season pass or whatever for Soul Calibur 6. Oh, nice. Sick. I'm waiting for I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Get that get that 2B baby. Oh, yeah. 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 Um yeah. I uh, I bought It'll do.
0: Oh, yeah, the um, little Zelda two. like
3: game. Yeah, for a PC that was on sale. I also bought The Vagrant which is a um vanilla looking game. It's like a dollar or something like that and it's been getting good reviews so I was like I Going to pick that up because it it does it looks like vanillaware titles, um, and it, like it even looks how um, Odin's Fear sort of plays. So I was like, okay, let's uh, give that a shot. Yeah. And um, let's see. Here. And the other game I got was and I'm about to say this, and so I, I don't know if anybody knows it. Does anybody know the game DX Ball?
1: DX, DX
3: Ball? Yeah. No, I don't know. What that, that was it. A, so a long. Let's just say it's the twentieth anniversary edition. DX Ball two, um, was a breakout clone for like Windows PC and they've just released it on Steam again and it's on sale and I was like, Holy shit. I love that game and it's got Steam Workshop built in so people can make their own stages. It had some like techno music in the background. It's one of my early PC video games, so I was like, Oh my god um but other than that like nothing too too big like none of the big deals because honestly like looking through the sales none of them are like as good as earlier sales in the year um like last week i picked up uh shadow of war for 20 and i think it's on for 30 at most places this week which is a little weird
1: i thought I, i thought it was on xbox live sales for like 10 bucks
2: I saw it for pretty cheap too. I think. A yeah, but you gotta seat. remember,
3: there's a there's a ten dollar price increase as soon as you hit the visible border online. Hmm. So it was twenty bucks for the disc version, then it was twenty bucks for the season pass. Right? Yeah, the disc
1: the disc is just giving you the the, the launcher. <laughs> you need the. Power.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know that now that I you guys I told you guys that my like the disc reader my PS4 Pro is like dying like runs in certain games and doesn't run on certain others so i've been buying a lot of my games digitally and i'm almost run out of my space on my 2 terabyte i'm starting to like insult things on the hard drive now it's like games are so big man they're yeah. huge now god damn oh and um i forgot to mention um i bought one more game just today not on black friday but hey, if I- <laughs> Bubsy is probably on sale for sale for like two bucks if you want to. No, I'm
3: sure it's it's more than that, and that's what's sad. It's a waste yeah. of uh, whatever you spend on that game.
2: It could be free, and it's still a waste of mm-hmm. your time. Mm-hmm. So don't don't buy Bubsy. But you guys know how much I love those Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky trails oh, of Seal yeah. Games. I've been like harping on about this. Whole Steel 3 not getting fucking like a uh, localized uh, like uh, announcement for ages now. And it, it came out in Korean like in November. And I didn't know about it until recently. So I just imported it. So I just paid like $70 for this game. 18 of dollars, which is, you know, for the shipping. So it kind of bums me out that I have to pay more for this game to play in a language that I'm not as fluent in. But at the same time, I'm so tired of waiting for this announcement that may never come. So I'm just gonna cave, and then I'll probably play the fourth game when it comes out in March. But I don't, I don't like importing games. I like to support, you know, localization efforts in the language that I'm most fluent in. But they just won't do it, man. I, I understand that they have some uh, reservations. They have their own reasons for it. But I wish they were more upfront about their process, you know? Then I would have a little bit more. Uh, uh, understanding, but it is what it is. But um, Except I have, to have a, play it anyway.
3: I have a. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're not as fluent in, which means it means you understand the language somewhat. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, for anybody that always plans on, do- anybody who plans on doing something like that, um, the Google Translate app is fairly good at giving you some idea of what's going on. Um, you can just hold that up to the screen now, and it'll try to translate the text in real time. Oh my. no, that
2: actually is a good idea. There might be certain words I don't know. It might be quicker than looking <laughs> it up in the literal dictionary.
3: Yeah, it'll 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 do its best. Um it, I mean it's not perfect by any means, but um it you it activates your camera on your phone and it'll basically try to adjust um the text to, on screen to look like what it's supposed to be saying in English or whatever language you might do want. Do I need to, to download in. a secondary app or is this... Yeah, it's the Google Translate app. That's it. Okay. Which does which does audio back and forth too, so you can speak into it, and if you're with someone who spoke another language, it can translate to there. I heard
2: about that, Um, that.
3: but the visual aspect of it is how I uh, have to play a game called uh, City Shrouded in Darkness. I can't remember what its Japanese title is, and I couldn't pronounce it anyways. But it was um, there used to be an old game called like Raw Danger or Disaster Report. Oh, um, dude,
2: the new one. Is it's that, the new
3: no. one. It's the new one with Godzilla and Ultraman and um, oh god, um, Evangelion and awesome. Uh, yeah, Gamera. I haven't gotten when very the, far in when, it. When did that one come out? That came out last year. Last year,
2: damn. Yeah, those disaster reports games are like. Kind of like Hidden Gems, because they're so goofy and dumb, but they're also super fun.
3: They're like survival horror without the horror aspects. I really like the concept of those games. They're mm-hmm. janky as hell, especially the PS2 ones. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I was always, I, I knew that one wasn't going to get translated, so I had to import it. Yeah, um, probably not. Because with all the um, licensing... Um, but uh, if anybody ever plans on doing something like that, that's the best piece of advice is uh, if you need a little bit of help getting through because you don't know certain words or um, you, you have to translate the whole thing like I do with Japanese, um, it's an easier way of doing it than um, trying to draw all the symbols into like Google with a mouse. Uh,
2: certain, uh, certain games also have like translated scripts. If it has like a call following, I've noticed that if it never like, gets uh, localization... Then they'll oftentimes have like English scripts for those games that you can just kind of follow along while you play the game. That's yeah. how a lot of play a lot of people play that. But the uh, the phone on Google Translate seems like an interesting alternative. I'll look into it.
1: There's a there's a hilarious video of the Game Grumps were playing that Dead or Alive <laughs> game that was only in Japan.
3: A booby one.
1: Yeah, and um, they were holding the the Google Translate up to the screen and what it was telling them that it said was fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah.
1: i I to
2: watch that. that.
1: It is is hilarious. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Anthony, you want to talk about some video games?
3: Yeah, sure. I haven't played much of uh, any interest because, like... Also, I'd update. Drew will not make it. Oh, all right. So So I haven't been playing Fallout, um, as soon as we might as well talk about it. (laughs) Um, no, um, no. Drew likes, uh, Drew
1: likes Fallout, just FYI.
3: Not, (laughs) you mean now? No one, apparently. Um, I've played more Tetris Effect because it's addictive. I'm actually playing it currently as I talk. Um, it looks beautiful on the big screen TV. Beautiful. Which is nice. I still need to play it in VR, um. But once I do, which will probably be today, um, I'm going to write a review for it. Even though I paid for it, uh, this game's really good, and you shouldn't skip it. Um, I mean, I'm serious. I know the price tag seems like a lot for just Tetris, especially Tetris you cannot play in multiplayer. But I'm telling you right now, it's the best version of this game available, and uh, other Tetris like other Tetris uh, copies or whatever you want to call them, uh, versions are $40. So this game being specifically this price with how good it is, um, and I know it sounds so stupid to say, like this Tetris is better than other Tetris, but there are slight differences. And this game is so perfect. Um, like it's it, it, if you've played any of the EA or Ubisoft ones, I'm telling you right now, they're just not as good. Um,
2: um the thing about it, Anthony, is like I don't mind the price point and stuff like that. If I enjoy something, I'll pay I just prove that I'm I'm gonna pay seventy dollars for this game, right? So I'll pay more money for something and forty dollars honestly is not that much to ask for a for, for a video game. But my my caution comes from the idea that I never really liked the straight Tetris to begin with. I enjoy puzzle games like crazy, you know, like Layton, like any kind of games that have like puzzle elements, like like the Zero Escape series, where you're just kind of puzzle. Yeah, you're using logic puzzles. puzzles. Yeah, logic puzzles and things that have a narrative hook to it. And because Tetris, yeah. on, although it is a perfect game in its own right, accomplishing exactly what it sets out to do, I never feel the desire to just keep playing it. I never feel the desire to just keep getting that high score. You know what I mean? And that's that's where my apprehension comes in. So. You know, I'll probably pick it up because of the VR element. Uh, is so highly praised. I want to at least check that aspect out of it. But from just a just gameplay element, I don't know. I'm, I don't think it'll do it for me. That,
3: that, yeah. This, I mean, if you're not a huge fan, of, like if you're not a fan of Tetris, this isn't this isn't the game that's gonna right, sell you on right. Tetris. Um, I will say that. Uh, I know we were talking about it in our email chain, but you need to play The Return of the Oberdin.
0: Is that Th- on that VR? Game,
3: that's on PC. It's not a VR game. If oh, okay. that game was in VR, I'd make it puke. Um, just the way that it's <laughs> stylized. It looks like an old Mac. Uh, let me write that post. down. Can you say that again? Um, I'll send you a link after. Okay. I'll, I'll post it on my Twitter. Cause I, I everybody who likes like Leighton and stuff should play mm-hmm. The Return of the Oberdin. It's one of the smartest games of that sort of style that I've played in a long time. Um, it just, it's, it's one big logic puzzle. Um, I talked about it last week, um, so I won't bore everyone again. But it, it's okay. going to be on my it's going to be on my games of the year list. That's how good Sweet. that game was.
1: Um, I've heard a lot of people said-
3: talk that game up. That's very good. It's. It's it, you're not gonna like it. You've, we've already gone over the <laughs> you don't like it, Ken. But um, no, no, it's it's he,
1: not a, it's not a me game. I I totally know that, but I've heard nothing but praise from people who enjoy but, those kind of games. You
3: should still you should still take a look at some of the the scenes in that in high definition on like YouTube, Ken, because just the style of that game alone is is fantastic. Just the artwork on it. Um, But, uh, I mean, like Tetris, this has the classic marathon mode where it's a 150 line limit, but then there's sprint and there's master, but then I like the fact that it has the chill mode. And what I didn't compete in the last time I talked about Tetris was the weekly, sorry, it's not technically weekly, it's weekend challenges. Um, so every weekend they had a challenge and this weekend it was the chill or sorry, relax mode, um. And they wanted as many people to earn as many points. They had like a kind of like a meter that they wanted people to fill up with points. And you got those points by playing one of their chill modes. And, um, their chill modes are like chill marathon. Get 150 lines. There's no game overs. Quick play. Uh, play a single stage. You choose up to 30 lines and there's no game over. And then there's, um, like a, C playlist, so they combine all the C levels and there's a win playlist and the world playlist it was really neat and when I got that I got a little avatar for my online character um and they're all little like laser designs like right now it's an S brick um it's, it's really neat uh but then there's you know the harder difficulties there it has like a story mode sort of too but there's no actual story to it you just go through a bunch of levels in a consecutive order and they come in little bursts um but, uh, this weekend they had the option of playing like traditional Tetris, which is the monochrome, um, 1989 is what they call it. And it plays the, a remix of the Tetris theme we all know. So I played a little bit of that. I oddly popped in, uh, Shadow of Mordor, um, just to see that kind of running because I need to finish that before I start Shadow of War. Um, or I want to finish that before I start Shadow of War. And, um, that game still is awesome and that game's like 10 bucks for all of it. Um, I really like the first Shadow of... the only Shadow of Mordor, but... Um, Have you made it to the second area? Area? I think I did, but I restarted because I had no idea where I was and what the controls, and I needed the tutorial again. Um, Second area of that it's...
1: game is interesting.
3: Okay. The game kind of changes
1: um, at that point because it becomes too easy because you can just manipulate other orcs yeah and they basically just play the game for you it's it's a weird thing
3: um i played more soul Calibur. um that game is also probably going to make my top 10 i, I mean soul Calibur is my favorite fighting game uh outside of virtual fighter and obviously you know, the, Virtua the interesting fighter thing just...
2: about soul Calibur that like dawns on me when i was playing soul Calibur 6 with a friend of mine i booted up for the first time i haven't played it yet I, my friend hasn't played it yet he hasn't played fighting games in forever um and we had a, a huge blast just playing it. We're complete noobs. We have no idea. I have general idea. The only thing I really know is that block, you have to press a button to block. And then, you know, there's the basic throws and stuff like that. But I don't know any combos. I don't know any of the mechanics. We're just pressing buttons and having fun. And I don't think you can do that with a lot of fighting games, at least not... Uh, with people that generally play at a like mid to high level because they get frustrated not knowing what to do not knowing the mechanics but something about the spectacle side of Soul Calibur how easy it is to do a lot of the really cool stuff I think it's like ideal for playing with people that don't know how to play the game which is weird but works
3: yeah, and and I mean the characters are all very unique too, which mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not trying to shit on any other fighting games but like that's always kinda of been the weird part for me with like um Street Fighter. Uh they're a little bit better now, but like I remember looking at like Street Fighter Two um when I was hearing about it I'm like, All these kind of people are like kinda of boring except for um M Bison and uh Blanca and Akuma. You know, like those are the three standouts, and I was like, All these other people just like standard sort of fighters. And I know that there's a difference now that I've played those games. Like, looking at it, was like... And you look at Soul Calibur, and it's like, there's a night guy, and there's a ninja guy with a robot arm. And um, this guy is, seems to be in a gimp suit for some reason. That's weird. Um, and then you fight with him, and you realize it's far weirder than you could have expected. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think this game also has the most content that I've been looking for since about three Um I liked Soul Calibur 4. I did not like 5. And it wasn't because of new characters. I didn't like the campaign mode, which was trying to do the um, Mortal Kombat thing, where they kind of work you through all the characters. Mm-hmm. But did it so poorly, where I was like, I don't want to play as this character anymore. Um, so I I didn't really get into Soul Calibur 5 at all. And this Soul Calibur game is fantastic. Um, I now have Tira, and I'm waiting for 2B who's probably going to end up being my main. Even if even if I'm bad at her, I'm going to force myself to play as 2B because I'm excited that she's getting a shot in a fighting game. Um, I really liked Nier. It was my favorite game of last year, so I'm super excited for that. Um, I've been meaning to pick up the book, the Nier book as well. Um, then, uh, what else I played, And I think that's actually it. Um, oh, I started up the Wii U because I wanted to see what it looked like <laughs> as well, I know, right? What a weird thing! Uh, I don't have a Switch, so I was like, "Let's see what the Wii U." Looks so, like. The
2: seven, so the seven twenty p maximum system is what you t- plugged in to test out your four K TV.
3: Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, no, did, uh, I think uh, doesn't Wii U go up to ten eighty? Does it? I Does it actually it render at that point? So, I, I think, think it, it renders at ten eighty. There's only um, a couple games
1: that actually run at that resolution. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um. Anyways. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's very obvious that style carries you quite a far ways too. Like, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze looked amazing. Um I didn't have the Zelda disc on hand, so um I didn't boot that up, but I'm probably going to later just to see it, cause, I mean, it's Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um but, uh, yeah, I haven't played much this week. I, I finished my review for Adventure Time, and that put me off video games for a while, to be honest. <laughs>
1: No, that'll not, do that.
3: Yeah, I. I oh God, I know I bitched about that game last week, but let me just say, don't buy that for your kids. I know it's $20 now. Don't. Just don't.
2: Uh, I, oh, I think playing bad don't. games once in a while gives you a good perspective on actual good games. I played two in a row. Oh, okay. I played
3: <laughs> two well, in a row. okay. played Warriors Rochi 4.
2: You matches. knew what you were going into. You actually you know
3: requested what? that, didn't Warrior, you? Ro- I, I shit on Warriors Rochi, Let me just say, Warriors Rochi Yes, you know what you're getting. I was hoping I was hoping it was on the better end of that spectrum. Like, I was hoping it was a 5.5 5 and not a 5. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I hope I could say some more positive about it. But it was just like, wow, well, I don't care about these characters or this gameplay or this story. This is fun. <laughs>
2: hey, you've just um, uh, summed up all of Dynasty Warriors for me. Yeah, yeah, but,
3: but I, like yeah. I said, with what I said with um Warriors Rochi is like, at least with Dynasty Warriors or Samurai Warriors, as much as they are butchering history, there is some. It is trying to make. It is the blockbuster. Air quotes. Version of history.
1: Are we There's really no have a narrative conversation working. about
3: Warriors games? Uh, I'm sorry. Yes. We, we won't go into this again. Anyways, just. like It, it was crap. Um, and then I played Adventure Time, and that was crap, too. I did play Oberdin, though, and that was amazing. But um, yeah. And don't play det- don't play Detective Pikachu. I know we've seen the trailer. I know it looks great. Don't go back and play the game. Just don't save yourself the pain. I did it for you. It's bad. Just watch the movie. Enjoy the movie. It looks amazing.
2: God, that yeah. movie trailer.
3: It's something. It was, su- it.
2: It was surreal.
3: I want to hug Pikachu, and I want to stay away from Greninja's because I saw that like realistic head that they have in the offices for that movie and it is terrifying all right let's
1: move on jay i know you've you've uh yeah
2: let's let's just let's just keep talking back and forth did you start talking about a lot of psvr stuff yeah ken like previous show i had
1: just got it before last week's show so i had only played 10 minutes of moss
2: Okay, good, good, good. So so whatever game that I play that you also play, just jump in and we'll just go for
1: it. Yeah, good? yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay, so let me just talk about a couple that... Uh, well, I, I promised myself and others that the first thing that I would load up on PSVR would be the Rumpa V3 demo, and that's exactly what I did because it's Rumpa. it's, it's a VR demo. I had to see what it was, and boy, that was cool. It was a very cool, like, 10-minute experience where you see you're kind of you're kind of standing where like Makoto would be standing in like a circle with the other characters uh, during a trial, and as they're saying uh, their testimony, it like pops up as an animation right in front of you, and they start like throwing their testimony at other people, trying to like hit them and like stomping on top of it. It's really wild, and uh, yes, I did get to try to punch Mother Kuma in the face, but as hard as I tried. Uh, my my controller wouldn't reach far enough to punch him in the face, so you know there's that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a very cool little demo. The other game that I played just to was, stop uh, you there
3: for a second. That game that but so it's a demo, but Dang and isn't like three is not fully VR, right?
2: Oh no, dude. Okay,
3: I was <laughs> I mean, like, I mean,
2: I've been mean, playing that right now, like a replay. That'd be
3: amazing. There was okay, only... I was just curious because like, if I if that was the case, I'm like, well, I was gonna go get it because my. Like, well, there's a lot of you,
1: there's a lot of games that did this where they did like a little VR side thing like Star Wars Battlefront right. did it. Um, Final Fantasy uh, 15 Call of Duty had it. Yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah, a lot of them had Final like, Fantasy. The,
3: the it was actually a full separate experience. Yeah, they eventually. Um, were, they, the
1: yeah, they just eventually just made it a full separate game. I wish the Star Wars one was separate because I'm not rebuying the first Battlefront to play a 20 minute mission. In yeah. VR? That's stupid.
2: Is uh, Battlefront 2 has a VR thing, too, doesn't it?
1: I don't know, but I'm not buying that again, either.
2: Uh, I'm not buying well, that. Those games are very cheap at this period. point, but I wouldn't recommend buying them at this point, either.
1: Well, I already own uh, it. I'm not double-dipping for a 20-minute mode. I'm just knocking it. Oh,
2: right, because you, ha- you have it on the, uh, Xbox, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So gotcha. you
3: got it on the better system...
1: It's not about being the better system, it's just that I'm no, not, I understand. I'm 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 not buying a second... Version of a game yeah. for
2: oh, a 20 oh, that minute demo. Yeah, <laughs> I I completely understand what you're saying. Uh, speaking of demos, I also tried the Last Guardian VR demo. That you, one's good. Yeah, you hang around with Trico. He's adorable. Um, the thing that really gets me with VR is that I am a sane person mostly, and I realized <laughs> that when Trico is right in front of me and he's like snuggling up, I was like, "Oh, that's adorable." But if I stick my real hand out in front of my (laughs) VR screen, there will be nothing there. But at the same time, I am so immersed in the experience that I try anyway. And I think that is something to speak about VR (laughs) because I never did that with 3D, you know, ever. Like 3D shit pops up at you. I'm like, ha ha ha, that's 3D. That's a dumb gimmick and nothing else. But when you're in VR, things seem just... A little bit more convincing, just convincing enough to make me want to do some stupid things. Kind of like how you see people fall over or like start screaming when they're on a roller coaster in VR when they're just literally just sitting still at some place, right? And I think that's what makes VR special. Something. Now, I that, have a
3: question uh, for is you. Since how you mentioned that, did mm-hmm. you um, start up the? I know you've played the game, but have you started up the um, kitchen?
2: I did. I did uh, that, now, that part. Yeah, go ahead.
3: Did you sit in the, you know, when you start up the demo, it's like inside the room first, and like you're, it's not actually part of the kitchen demo. It's just the room. Or is I think it, it's like
2: a like a big room, right?
3: Yeah. So I I sat there and my mind was blown. This was the first time I put it on the VR headset. Uh-huh. Um, at the fact that like it looked like all the furniture in the room was there. Because like when I leaned back in the chair I was in, um, I could see around the chair to some extent, and I remember I remember reaching out for that chair in the <laughs> same way that the Trico thing, and um, I because I know no one here has played it and don't because it's not a great game. Um, I had the same effect with like Trico being so big. Uh, I had the same effect from Skyrim, which I have in VR, which is not good. Um, it's okay, but doesn't work very well. Um, but the, the, when the dragon pops up, uh, that in the standard Skyrim, it's just kind of there. But when I'm in VR, it shows you how big that dragon actually is. And I've never had a moment where I was just like, oh, my God, this thing is huge and right here. And it's actually terrifying because that whole first sequence of Skyrim is not like intimidating at all. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just th- your brain is so like, I know this is not real, but wow that's right there in my face as it bursts through the wall Um, I know uh, the exact feeling that you're saying I know it sounds dumb to hear people on on a podcast be like this is mind blowing stuff when if you haven't used it it's like you're dumb
0: when
2: when people use the the terminology mind blowing right it's It's such a hyperbolic terminology that it's overused, and it kind of lost meaning along the way. But the way I would describe it is when you're exposed to something for the first time that you're brain unlocks the possibility of something like this existing and that's what it means when you're introduced to a new technology or once you go into a new environment your mind is not so much blown but it's kind of expanded to another possibility and that's the kind of experience that VR offers in my book and that's very special and especially for the, the you know the amount of money that I spent in trying to get it is uh it's night and day and I've tried things out like uh like a uh, daydream and stuff like that on using my phone, and that wasn't bad that was neat as well, but I think just having the full headset just having like a like a really uh really nice like uh, you know headset on top of you know to have the uh, full like five point one well like think it's a seven point one experience uh on top of it just really gets the ball rolling and the thing about vr uh in the general terminology that excites me so much is because vR is still in its infant stages in terms of technology and in terms of tech- technology so as we talk about like resolution increasing, the frame of uh, frame, uh, there was it, uh, field of vision increasing, and uh, basically the color contrast and the frame rates improving, those are all things that you can talk about in PC games or console games or whatever, right? But whether if you go from 4K to 30 to 60 frames, you're never gonna get as big of a jump between having 120 like 60 frames on, well, like 120 frames on your headset to like. 200 or getting like 1080 to like 4K on the headset because whatever you can do to add more to the realism to to uh, to sell the uh, the realistic viability of a situation that you might be fi- you might find yourself in it adds so much more it's like exponentially higher for the amount of technological prowess that you like uh, basically invest into the product. And that's what is interesting to me because PSVR to me is more of a proof of concept than the, the final product. It, you can certainly have awesome experiences there as we'll talk about soon. But I think when it comes down to the idea of like, no, this is not where this technology is going to be in a couple of years. I think it's going to be night and day difference, kind of like how standard definition to HD definition was. Like each iteration is going to be like that in my book. So I can't wait to see where this technology goes. But uh, yeah, let's let's just get straight into the games. Oh, and one more yeah. thing,
3: just quickly, you guys, uh, both of you, bought I guess are, have the newer version of the headset, right? Yes, V two. Yeah. Yep. It's. Uh, yeah, I, I think see, the I'm only big V one still. Well, I think the only big difference is the
1: HDR pass through on yeah. the box. So and well, also, no, there's a
3: slight remodel to the the way the headset is too. Um, yeah, I yeah, no. I with the headphones
0: or something like I that.
1: would be very interested, and I don't have the ability to test this, but I've heard that it is a very big jump to go from a standard PS4 to a PS4 Pro
3: as far as VR goes.
2: I've heard that too, but we're both on PS4 Pro, so I guess... And, I'm, and
3: I'm on a PS4 standard, and I don't have yeah. the accessible ability to a PS4 Pro. Yeah. yeah,
1: I would be very interested to play some of these games between the two to see cuz i've heard the frame rate is the big deal and you know the resolution's not exactly the best on PSVR but right. truthfully for you know when i tried out oculus on my pc i'm getting about the same resolution cuz my pc wasn't Oof. super beefy yeah but you're you're on a standard ps4 anthony i, I the guess, resolution okay. goes up on a ps4 pro it's Digital, in, um... on on the vr yeah it does
3: Oh, see, I thought, I would have assumed it was at a set resolution. No, it, it, the no, resolution can go
1: up on a pro. So
2: um,
3: I think, uh, yeah, the
2: resolution plus the rates. have you noticed any kind of drops while playing certain games, um, like a uh, visible drop?
1: I, nothing that really stands out, like it's, mm-hmm. I mean, even Doom ran really smoothly, so...
2: Yeah, I've noticed that too. It's very, it's been very smooth. How about on the PS4, Anthony? Did you notice any like hiccups and stuff like that
3: often? Um, let me see. Uh, no. I, I'm, I'm wondering if my game choice. I was pretty, tried to be pretty safe with what I chose, so I wasn't taking risks at like stuff I didn't kind of look into at all. Right. Um, so I didn't have that issue. But I'm sure if you just went through the VR games, like you'd have. Um, I know I had a little bit of hiccups. With the hardware, like putting it on a friend's head and then it didn't work for him properly. Like it just, it totally couldn't figure out where his head was. um, In comparison to like the controller and stuff, I know that happened, but never had any issue with the actual visuals for the actual. I guess
2: maybe uh, that speaks to how well they've optimized games for the uh, to be better fitted to both consoles. So so that's nice to hear at least. So, okay. Uh, Did you want to add anything before we get to some of the games, Anthony?
3: Um, no, I was just curious on the, on the fact of the headsets, because I am working off the original, so I didn't know if there was anything, like, that anybody had heard or um,
1: I have no idea, whatever. considering this is the first time I've actually used one.
3: Yeah, same. Um. I know uh, it's a hell I mean, of a lot
1: more comfortable probably... than Oculus, I can tell you that. <laughs> Never <laughs> use the original Oculus,
3: so... The original was pretty, com- like, the, the one I have is pretty comfortable, too. So. Yeah, it's surprisingly yeah.
1: comfortable. It's a nice piece of hardware, it really is.
2: I've uh, worn it for I think the longest I've done a single session so far. It's like an hour and like 20 minutes or so, mm. and I barely, barely had any kind of like sweat or anything like that because of uncomfortableness. I, you know, so it's just well designed at the very least.
1: Yeah, and I wear glasses, so that's a big thing. It's, it's, oh yeah, it's relatively comfortable with glasses on. So I played so it for three hours, it's, three hours
3: once. Three hours. Yeah, I didn't have any issues. Yeah, that's, that's
2: intense. I think there are certain games I wouldn't be able to play for that long because of the strain, but uh, most games I haven't had any issues with. But, uh, yeah, let's get straight into the games. Uh, you play Rush of Blood, Ken?
1: I booted up. I have not played a lot of it yet. I, I That's one of those games that... Mm-hmm. See, the thing about VR is when you have a kid and you're playing VR, you can't tell if he's standing in the room just watching you. Uh-huh. So I haven't had a chance to that. throw on some of the more violent stuff. <laughs>
2: oh no! I th- okay, that's what you're talking about. I thought it was more in the lines of you're oh. going to swing your <laughs> hands to the right <laughs> at full strength, full speed, and he's just going to be there getting smacked by oh, a controller. I need, uh, I need you, my son
1: you... to stand in front of the TV you know, while he's I'm he's playing
3: Creed. The kid, <laughs> the kid walks into the room and scares the crap out of Ken.
2: So, Perrin was arrested today on the account
1: of <laughs> You see me, you see me being put in a cruiser with the headset still on. I swear he walked in while I was using VR. I swear. Uh,
2: but yeah, that that is pretty funny. So, what did you think of the the little bit of that you played so far?
1: I think that it's going to make me crap my pants because I played the little intro part where it goes to the title screen and you're just riding the cart, and uh-huh. like things are happening in rooms to the left and the right, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna make me poop.
2: It does a pretty good job like um I don't I'm pretty hard you know I'm someone that's been so desensitized to jump scares because I love horror movies and horror games in general but it got me several times already I've already pl- I've only played like two um uh, like two full stages so far and it's good and you know it always feels badass to be able to hold the guns however you want you can do it like, like a Mexican standoff where they're far <laughs> apart. You're shooting like different directions at the same time and hitting your targets. Or if there's something really right in front of you, you can go Dante style, crush your arms, and just start blasting off. It just feels good, and it, it really tracks your arms quite well. Much better than I, I
3: anticipated. I appreciate that you call it Dante style.
2: <laughs> of course it's Dante style, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's the only way I can, uh, can properly uh, call that. But, uh, but that game is fun. It's yeah, a, it is, and it's free
3: on for anybody who ever thinks they might get VR. Now that one is already free, so it's kind of too late for that. That being said, if you see a game come up on PS Plus and you don't have VR, pick it up anyways. You might one day get VR, especially if they stay lowering the price, kind of like they do for every like yeah for the sale. If they keep dropping to this every sale. You might pick one up, so you know, pick those games up.
2: Always wise to take every single PSVR game, even if it's some kind of dumb PS Vita game. You don't even have a Vita. You don't know. Two three years down the line, you. Well,
3: okay, let's so not enough enough go too hour. far. I don't think there's enough Vitas in circulation. It don't, hey, it don't matter. I, Vita's a good system.
1: I don't understand the mentality of just not claiming all your free shit. Who cares? Yeah.
3: Very
0: true. <laughs>
2: It's like you literally lose nothing, and you you can possibly lose out on a great deal by not claiming these games. So, yep. this is one that's in that.
3: the um, this is one that's in the uh, demo pack one. So, and both of those demos are it. free, so you can yeah. just download. So them. you can try this one out before you, you buy it, but it's it's one of the better rail shooters on the.
2: Yeah, I I would say so. Um... I mean, it don't don't assume that it's going to be some kind of continuation to the Until Dawn Ste- no, well, It, it, do, it really. is not. It just features certain characters and certain monsters that are familiar to that. But it's just fun. I I uh, put my little cousin on it and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh <laughs> that was fun. Uh, he's like thirteen now. Oh, okay. I yeah, so when, when you
3: like, like I put my bad. little cousin, I was like, oh, I put this baby on it. <laughs> VR for baby. I had to I had to uh, duct tape the move controls to his hand
2: because he was too tiny <laughs> to grab it, but you know wanted to do a test. Uh, I also played the White Bob Omega collection. I know you picked that oh. up too. Oh no, I've owned and that. I've that owned that for still. yeah, I've okay.
1: owned that for a while. But I booted that up in VR. Whoa, that is
0: cool.
2: <laughs> Whoa, yeah, that is one of those games there where it's like there's no way this game will work. It's too fast. And then you play, and it, it's like, oh my god, this is this works perfectly.
1: Yeah, it feels nah, like they really kind play. of slowed it down a, just yeah, enough. A yeah,
2: um, it's one of those things where you know when you have rapid movement, you get like motion sick, but because you're in a cockpit, it doesn't really bother you that much, kind mm-hmm. of deal. Yep. and uh, it just works well. I don't like racing games, but I've been I've been having a lot of fun playing this game. Because of the VR element, if it if it didn't have the VR, I probably would have just played it for a little bit and say, "Hey, this is a good game," but it's not for me, and put it down. And I think that's another another bit of uh, like another aspect where VR can kind of help sell you a game that you might not initially enjoy as much. Um, I'm thinking that might also be the case for Tetris, but we'll see. Maybe at a sale at some point. Oh, uh, and I know the game that, that you've most enjoyed so far, Ken, is uh Astrobot Rescue Mission,
1: right? Oh man, that game is so good. And it keeps getting better. Like the levels get more creative the further you how, go how along. far have you
2: gotten? I'm at two two right now.
1: Yeah, I'm in World Two. Um that game man, like in especially in World One, the first level that kinda of... it the first levels is kind of like, Hey, look, here's a little platforming game, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you get into the second level, and you start using your head-to-head butt shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And I'm yep. like, okay, this game's got something going on. And then you get further into the game, and they do these really cool themed levels, and I'm just like, oh my god, this game is so good.
3: Did so you... What is what is this game? It's a
1: platformer. It's
3: like uh, uh from I've heard it's from like first person.
1: Yeah, so you're basically like watching the robot as you control him go through the level and the kicker is is that you're always looking around trying to find these other little robots that are you're supposed to collect. Um and the thing is, is like it's all based on pers- on perspective. So as you're moving through the level, you can look around corners, you can look behind items, and you can find different stuff. You'll also interact with the level. So like at the end of the level, you get a little bonus game where one of your little robots lands on your controller, and then you can pull back on the touchpad and flick yeah, him yeah. through the ring. Just
2: slingshot him into the, uh, the little sun <laughs> thing going on. And if you do it well, it does a little jolly
3: dance, too. Yeah. Fantastic. So is this like um, Lucky's Tale, then?
1: Think more Mario sixty four in terms of like platforming because Lucky's Tale is more Lucky's Tale is more like moss. Moss is kind of like a diorama you're playing, but you know in this one it's actually like full on platforming mission.
3: Okay, all right. Well, I'm gonna have to look into this now because I, I I it's been.
1: You need you need this game. You know, like this is the you game. Need, you need this. This All game, right. and it's
3: on sale right now. Like it's on Black Friday sale. It's, uh,
2: it's twenty bucks, Anthony. I, I like oh, highly okay, recommend hold on. you
3: pick it up. It's it's hold on. It's twenty dollars in American, which means it's like a hundred dollars here. <laughs> it's it's really my favorite
1: game so far in VR by well, by like a country mile. It's so fun.
3: I still yeah. say that one of the best games on VR is one that I know neither of you have played because you wouldn't have th- thought to pick it up. But Static, I don't yeah, know if it'll know. be Ken's game, but I think that'll be yours, Jay.
2: Uh, you told you, you told me about it. I, I looked into it. I'm going to pick it up. It's just it just needs to go on sale. That's, that's just, fair. That's it, it,
3: it has bad. in the past, so it's not. Yeah. In it. apparently there's a co-op mode that if you yeah. have. Um, uh, somebody with the PlayStation app they can play they can do other puzzles and you kind of play together I have not done that but um, apparently that's built into the game it's not really promoted anywhere um, mm-hmm. the developer is also the same people who did um, oh god uh, little nightmares
2: oh okay so they, they got it's, a,
3: it's a great fantastic game and it'll be your type of game Jay Okay. The okay, puzzler so. thing. Uh, there is. A, there's the demo in um, the demo pack one, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot okay. of demos. I need to. Get. Like I think there's it's so so many demos. Or it's downloadable, but I'm telling you right now, play the demo. Actually, sorry. I think it's separate. I think you have to download it separately. But play the demo. If you don't like the demo, you won't like that game. But I have a feeling you really like the demo because that's what sold me on it. I played the demo and went, I need this, and I paid full price for it.
2: It's okay. only like twenty
3: bucks, but it's it's one of the best experiences I've had in VR.
2: Yeah, but you have to realize that even though twenty dollars is an absolutely fair price to ask for a game. I am too cheap. Oh,
3: oh, I totally understand. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even judging you. I'm just saying, like that's, you that's how much that game sold me. So like, I it makes waited. me feel
2: icky to buy things at full price. You know what I, I mean? Like I waited. Yeah, I
3: waited for yeah. um another VR game that I know you won't have played, but it's um I expect you to die.
2: Uh, I don't. Which, I don't know that one.
3: So you're a spy who has telekinesis, so you don't ever have to move. And in the first one, you are trapped in a car. And you have to get the car out of the back oh, of the plane. Oh,
2: I saw someone play this before. This it's looks, it's this
3: a pretty neat. humorous puzzle game. Uh, I was impressed by it. The second puzzle kind of turned me off from it because I had to mix. Anytime I have to mix colors in a video game, I'm like, I'm out. Because it, it's never mixing colors. It's like, you have to make the potion out of the right. And I'm like, I'm you lost me now. But, um... The first level was fantastic. The second level was really neat concept, too. I just need to finish it. But, um, you know, I waited for that to go on sale. It just, that's how much I kind of thought about static. But, um, I'm sorry, continue. I've, I've derailed the conversation. No, again. no, no. I think, VR I think is exciting to me. Like, be. I'm just so glad. I'm so glad that, um, you know, uh, you've both jumped upon VR. Well, the it's, it's, VR. it's what we talked about for the longest time. Like, it's finally
1: consumer A price, friendly at $199.
3: No.
1: It's just, it's hard not it's to appreciate steel. it for that it's price. Steel. It's
3: two fifty in Canada, folks. Go and buy that. Yeah,
2: Asterbot two hundred dollars.
0: Mon-
2: yeah, and two games that you actually want to play instead of like some like you know like stocking fillers. Yeah. So like we're talking about just to end the note on the uh, Astrobot, it's one of those games where it doesn't. It never makes me like it never fails to make me smile whenever I get around to playing it. And I think that's really special because it's pretty easy to make me laugh, but it's actually really difficult to make me smile because I've basically seen everything, right? So it's when I play it, it's just so charming. Like the animation of the little bot is just really cute. Uh, the way he moves around, the controls are tight. You know, when you play these games, it feels like it'll be like an imitation of the real thing because of the, concept, the context that it's in. But the movement of the uh, the Astrobot is actually really clean. Um, he, he also clings to the edges slightly so you don't like fall off constantly getting frustrated. It's not hard at all, but it's just challenging enough to not be boring, which is the perfect place you want to be for a VR game. And there are certain segments, just like Ken was talking about, there are themes, right? And the uh, the stage that I just kind of ended off with is where you first go underwater for the first time. And man, you know how everyone hates underwater levels, but this is a good one.
1: <laughs> yeah, you want to play this <laughs> one? This was pretty good. I hate, I hate that you. Yeah, this is
2: pretty it. great. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I think there's like literally no doubt in my mind that you would like this game, Anthony, based on the things that you talked about previously in, in the positive light. So, I definitely think you should get it while it's on sale because you might miss it. You know? Uh, yeah, it'd it's, be, it's it'd be way it's too long.
3: Forty dollars uh, right now on sale, and it'll be fifty back when it's off. It's, really,
2: it's fifty percent off in the states, so that's yeah. No, it's odd.
3: forty bucks in Canada. I think yeah, everywhere. That's
2: a little. That's a little rough, but uh, uh, it, it's worth it. It's worth it all the same. Uh, I know. Uh, did you try Zona Vendors to uh, Mars, Ken?
1: No. Is there a demo?
2: Um, I think there. Well, actually, Dustin told me that there was, but I couldn't find it. So I just bought the full game because it was on sale.
1: Okay. Yeah, um, I I haven't picked it. Like, I kind of wanted to try a demo for that because there's some things that I. I, I don't know. Like I like to try a demo for a lot of these things. It has caused me to buy a couple of games. Like I did buy Eve of uh, Valkyrie because it was like $12 uh, after I played the mm-hmm. demo. Uh, I took a shot on Farpoint. I'll have to let you know how that it is. I don't have it yet, but I ordered that for $12. Uh,
3: Farpoint is the, um, it's the first one that person came with the shooter.
1: gun. Yeah, you can use the yeah. gun, but you don't have to have it. Yeah, you don't have
3: to at all. It's, so, it's just to hold them in the right position.
1: But yeah, if there's a zone um, Zone of the Unders demo, I definitely want to check it out because I want to see if it would be for me. Because I mean, I like those games; those games are fine. I just don't know. Max. I mean, it's uh... not that I don't. I don't know. We'll see.
2: The thing about Zone of Enders is that it has the same kind of feature as Wipeout in the way that you're always inside of a cockpit, right? So whatever movement that you make doesn't feel doesn't doesn't feel like it's out of place because you're inside the mech. When you actually look down, you can actually see your body, which is the pilot's body and your hand on the controller. So it kind of immerses you into the uh, into the world in that way. And because because the game like locks onto enemies like well pretty well, and the movement and and, like the uh, the is actually, really, really sharp. That it actually works quite a bit. Like it works much better than I expected it to. But at the same time, because you know, uh, Zone of Enders Two is is a much more Uh, heavy on the story compared to the first game. There's a lot of cutscenes and stuff like that. And during those cutscenes, it still plays a cinematic and you're kind of in like that movie theater mode. You're not like within the cockpit, like looking at things like happening, which I would have loved. That's how I wanted the game to be. But they decided to just go with the original cutscenes. I get it. Those cutscenes are really dramatic and cinematic. And everything like that, but like Ooh. it kind of takes me out of the experience because it happens all the time. But the actual playing the game is, is still super fun. Zonda Vendors 2 has always been one of my favorite games. So just to be able to be in the cockpit of Jehuti and actually like fucking slash dudes, like grab them and do like super spins and get sub weapons, and it's just it's just one of those things that I've always wanted to do, and I can do it now. Mm-hmm. And while the VR implementation, um with the story, is not ideal. I would say that it does give you a nice new perspective in the game and the gameplay. But it it offers you to start playing on very easy mode to begin (laughs) with. And given that I played... I got beaten Zone of too, 2, like at least six seven times at this point so when it like told me to play on very easy mode for vr i kind of laughed at it for a second but i was like eh, but at the same time i don't know like how it's gonna be like in vr and i tried it on very easy mode and i've, I've actually died twice in the game so
3: far oh, geez whoa Which's everybody crazy. everybody everybody mark the calendars jay played easy mode and died twice <laughs> It's crazy because bullets
2: are coming at you from directions that you can't. You have no idea where they're coming from. They're, they're like hitting me, and they're like pulling, uh, putting me in like a uh, like a stun state for a second, and I can't move out of the way. And um, yeah, they, they they it's actually kind of still challenging in that, but it, it makes it trivializes bosses, which I don't like. But regular enemies, you, you kind of need the assistance at least for the first playthrough. So glad for that. Um, I'm let's curious,
3: see. Uh, has mm-hmm before you list anything else that's another game where you are sitting in have you played anything that makes you move
2: yes yes i um okay I sorry i just was curious
3: you can continue on your list then we'll get to it when we get to it
2: um no no that that is basically like the games that i played the most of i played a lot of like uh, demos and stuff like like dumper vr was very cool Wait,
3: um, did, just... you, did you walk away that from that feeling the same way i did though and go that was cool i don't need to play the whole version of that
2: uh, yeah, it just felt a little repetitive, so yeah. it's not my, not on my list of games to buy, but maybe if it goes on a deep discount, <laughs> I'll pick it up.
3: Did you play the it it VR cool. version I, of Res then?
2: Uh, I did
3: not like the VR version of Res. I, did, I didn't twice. either. I played the demo, I, and
1: I was like, this is kind of just meh. I yeah.
3: kind of liked it. I also own Res on actual disc on PS4. I'll
1: tell you a really cool I demo, actual game. a couple demos to try out that I tried that I thought were really impressive. Uh, Star Child...
0: Okay that game I'm is add
1: this. yeah, that game is not out yet. I did not know that, but there's a demo on I think it's demo disc too um, but that game is really cool It's a lot like uh, Astrobot or Moss where you're kind of looking at a character while they, that you play, but they're super tiny, so like there's these giant robots that like pick you up it's it's really really clever um, and another one is job simulator and Job simulator is one of those demos that like you get the demo you're golden. Like, I don't yeah. feel the need to buy yeah. it, but just the fact that the demo gives you the opportunity to reach around and pick up stuff with the move controller and interact with objects. Like, I picked up a coffee Ken cup. Ken loves reaching around. I, I, I picked up a coffee cup, shoved it in the copy machine, and made copies of it, took the paper out, and was throwing it at my boss. <laughs> it, it, it's it's just, it's hilarious, but it, yeah, like, that it's, like, one.
3: Is great for kids because um, my yeah. cousin came with his daughter, and all she wanted to do was play the job simulator demo to the point where it annoyed the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah, but it's it was, it's it's a it really was good so much fun to watch her play.
1: Yeah, it's a really good like interaction demo where you can pick up things in in the virtual space, and it's it's really the cool. Phone
3: and yeah, and it yeah, shows uh, off a good 3D audio too because when you pick up the phone, yeah. it actually comes louder when you put it to your ear. And everything.
2: Oh, speaking of uh, like, what do you guys use for your audio? headphones PSVR. yeah i headphones. use headphones yeah wait do you you, do you guys use the headphones that come
3: that no. came with the thing i have i have a sony i have a pair of sony like in-ear headphones that are a lot nicer than those so i just use those instead. i haven't i'm what, still I, using the standard ones that came in the box i also found that i can fit my um i have a pair of like higher end skull candies that i can fit over top of that and use mm-hmm. as my heads
2: um so you're you're still using the standard one. I tried the standard one, can and it's actually not bad. Not not, no, not bad it's, at all. No.
3: It's
1: not bad at all. Like it, it does its job. So.
2: Yeah. But what I did is that I did actually I wanted to try out different options. So I had a more higher end uh like in-ear headphones which was uh, doing wonders for the bass, but then I eventually moved up to my Arctic 7 that I could just plug into the earphone jack, and that's kind of how I've been playing it. Because of the uh, noise cancellation and all the other stuff, uh, it does it does a pretty good job.
0: Yeah, uh, I, Does it I think need I'll... to be
2: a special headphone to have that 3D?
3: No. It, it's, it's, what it's doing is it's actually not full 3D. What it is is it's using binaural uh Sounds mm-hmm. and you can place it by tr- you can trick your head using just standard stereo headphones in okay. judging sound just by the amount of sound that's coming out of each headphone. Now, if you have something wrong with your ears, that won't work obviously for you. But what it does is it just pretends where it is by uh, changing the amount of sound and how it's balanced and where it, it's it's a it's a really interesting way that they trick it. But yeah, you can because you can hear a little bit more if you're up fr- in front of you, but you can't hear as much behind you. So does it does decreases the audio. Yeah, there's a lot of science behind it. It's fascinating. If anybody wants to look up binaural stuff, you can find a whole bunch of tricks. I suggest the virtual haircut as a good example of uh, how that works.
2: Okay, that's interesting. Um,
3: and you so... only need YouTube for that, by the way. The virtual haircut is a YouTube thing. You just type in virtual haircut. It's a guy that's doing a bad Italian accent, and you only need stereo headphones, and it'll do the same sort of thing, and it just shows you how that works.
2: Yeah, I think I've seen something like that before When I was trying to figure out If my uh, left stereo and right (laughs) stereo Were the same equal volume level And they were not So I had to get it replaced But uh, the only game that's managed to make me get motion sick so far Have you guys played uh, the demo of Transformers?
3: No,
0: I have not it's like I this horror,
2: horror psychological
3: That's the Elijah game. Wood one?
2: Yes, it is the Elijah okay, Wood
3: Okay, I had interest in that. That's kind of sad to hear.
2: Uh, well, I, I mean, it made me motion sick. I'm not sure if it will make you. So the thing is, like, this is one of the games where you move around uh, using the left analog stick. You can also use the right analog stick to do that jump-looking like looking thing, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's just like... Like quick, quick, quick! Yeah. Scopes to the right. Quick scopes to the left. To you're talking the one where it clicks, you, it clicks
3: you. clicks um, you, like on a radio. Like it clicks you on like um, a compass, almost.
2: Yes, turn. yes, that's exactly yeah. what I mean. I guess that's there to make you less motion sick. Is that right? Um, yeah, that's
3: supposed to help with the motion sickness. It, uh. in it, but it depends on how you do it and how much. Like it's very specific on the amount of time that your your like vision gets cut off and everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an issue. I haven't had any issues with motion sickness yet um, because I've played two games that made me move, uh, both using different controls. Um, I played uh, Killing Floor, Incursion, which um, I started to have... That's where I started to have problems with the actual hardware. Um, it was having trouble uh, tracking my head and my hands, but it was after my friend used it. So I'm going to re-hook it up and see if it works now. But, um, and uh, Resident Evil 7. And yeah, I didn't have an yeah. issue, but it, I, I think it's based on how much time it blacks out and brings you back. Because if it does it for the wrong amount of time, if it's too short, too long, it doesn't work. Properly, how does the uh,
2: movement work in RE7? RE7,
3: you move, you move standard with the analog stick, mm-hmm. um, right? Like you, you but you strafe left and right. And then you, so instead of turning or um you know, you strafe... Like, right, because it's in first person. So, yeah, you strafe left and right, but instead of turning your view, it, you click to turn... Um, Like, you turn only, like, what is it, uh, 25 degrees or something like that? It's, it's 30, 30, sorry, 30 degrees each time.
2: So it's, like, a compass thing, like, the, uh, yeah. the game that it's.
3: Yeah, but and it, maybe- works, it works very well in that game. And it might be the amount of, amount of turns, too, now that you mentioned that, yeah.
2: Maybe, um... Maybe RE7 will make me sick too, because that's on my buy list. I'm gonna pick up the RE7 Gold Edition at some point just to I mean, play the rest of the DLC I haven't played and yeah. other stuff.
3: So you're not like the nice part is with like Resident Evil Seven, you're not pouring your money down the drain because if you, especially if you haven't, if you haven't played the DLC. Um, but I have. What I will say is, you will maybe not because you're playing on a pro, but you'll probably notice a huge downgrade. grade. That game will keep oh, yeah. amazing. But, boy, does that game just look like pixelated trash at points like walking through the leaves, I'm like, I can tell those are leaves, but wow, those are bad leaves,
0: yeah,
2: yeah i'm I'm prepared for that, but when you because stand
3: just... when you, but that's when you're looking very close up on stuff, um, but it, you know, when I got to the house, the house was a bit better. I never played that whole game. I didn't even get to the part where it actually gets terrifying in that because I was just like, yeah,, now they've seen it in VR. I'm good. No, nah, I'm, like, I'm,
2: gonna gonna need need I'm gonna need to do a full playthrough of that game in VR for sure. Ugh. That's one of the things that I've been meaning to do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'll give it a try, but I hope it's not gonna be one of those games that's gonna make me sick. Uh, and then, with it, I mean, I, I didn't feel physically like ill to the point where I'm gonna vomit or anything, but you feel that in the pit of your stomach, there's like something wrong, you know what? Right? Like in your yeah. equilibrium, and you just kind of have to stop.
0: I, I don't know. Where it, I
2: it
3: it's, it's it's based upon, like, the. I remember listening to, like, people talk about the development of VR, and it's based on, um, how the character moves, too. Like, if any sort of bob, but then they can't move too normal. I, like, can't move just kind of by floating, because that doesn't feel normal either. Um, I think Resident Evil did a pretty good job, and the way that, um, Killing Floor Incursion did it was it did by warping, and the warping felt actually more natural, I found. Um, they explained it in a plot, but like the way that worked seemed fairly normal too. But then there was something like um, Skyrim felt wrong m- moving. So, and it wasn't like horrible, but it was just the way they were trying to solve it um, and have the full Skyrim experience there just didn't work. Um, but uh, yeah, it's hard to say. And that's the problem with all the VR stuff is like, you, you'd never know what's going to actually make you sick necessarily.
0: Yeah. Luckily there's didn't, the um,
2: most of these, so that's good.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's a mess of it's a mess sometimes on trying to figure out. Um, but like, didn't Justin get rid of his VR because he was sick?
1: Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. It didn't work out well for him.
3: So I mean, you know, you just kind of know. Um, have a friend that you can pawn it off on if it doesn't work out.
1: See <laughs> so, yeah, the games yeah. haven't the games haven't made me sick yet, so I'm kind of wanting to push myself to see what will make me sick.
3: <laughs> I think if you both got through Wipeout, I think that's uh
1: I think Eve Valkyrie was the closest when you do a barrel roll. Oh god, oh, yeah. Wow. That's uh that's probably the closest I got to my stomach dropping. Yeah. But Alright. Um <clears throat> I I lied. What's I lied. Up? Um Super Rise, Mothafukas is here. Drew, what's up?
4: Hi. <laughs> you oh haven't said a Who, word
1: since you what? came in like 20 minutes ago.
4: Well, I didn't want to bash in to everybody's, you know, talking of the VR stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have VR.
3: <laughs> That's right, well, we don't have the games you are playing. You're not, actually, means, playing, so.
2: you're not allowed to be on this podcast, Drew, so you gotta leave, man. I'm sorry. Cool, oh my god. On. It's a VR only one, so I'll get out.
4: Oh no, I do have something though. I have something oh. really special to talk about.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. God. Now. <laughs> All right, All right. Uh, Jay, anything else before we move no, on? No, no,
2: no, that's about it for me as far as VR goes. If...
1: Awesome. All right, Drew, what, what? what's so special about what you have to say?
4: Well, it just so happens I joined a nice little club this week. It's called the 4K Club. Oh, Drew, welcome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got a 4K TV. My wife got it for me for an early birthday present or, or early Christmas present. And I said, well, I mean, I got to get a 4K console. Bro. You
1: got to get that 4K console, baby.
4: Yeah. Oh, and I well. was like, what better than an Xbox One X? It's
1: the power of X. X going to give it to you, Drew.
4: So I got I got a Xbox One X. I traded in my old Xbox One. And uh yeah. Pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty nice. We've been trying to tell
1: you that for a long time.
4: Yeah, it's, it's like really this. nice.
3: I can feel myself starting the cave already. You
1: I, uh, I, I booted
4: up. Sure. The first thing I did was boot up Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh-huh. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> so that looks that looks really good. I still need to adjust my color settings. And the thing is, is I don't know what to set it at. So... I, like... I've tried. And it's like I don't know. This looks better, maybe.
1: I've got a bad story or a bad thing to tell you about Red Dead. Yeah. Since it's an HDR, the HDR sucks. Don't adjust your colors based on that game. Okay. I hate to tell you that. Uh, do a different game. Okay. But the HDR in Red Dead Redemption Two is broke as fuck.
4: Okay. Can you turn that off?
1: No, system level. You can not game level, which fucking huh. sucks.
4: Gotcha. Okay. Well, shit. Yeah,
1: that's not the game to to tweak your HDR on that that's not the game.
4: Well, um I, I I'll tell you the game to do games. it on. Uh you
1: have Injustice 2, don't you? I do. Use that game. That game has great HDR.
4: Okay. I'll take a look at that. Um I well, I did boot up a few other games. I didn't boot up Injustice 2 uh because man, you had to install everything and it takes forever. Yes, it does. Uh, I installed uh, Battlefield 5 because, well, I had to review that game.
1: Yeah, that's a brand new. So what was it like going from Battlefield 5 on your old OG Xbox to like 4K HDR Battlefield 5?
4: You know, the biggest thing for me, and this is like, it's just how fast everything moves. (laughs) (laughs) Everything moves blindingly faster.
1: That's called 60 frames per second.
4: Yeah, that's that was the craziest thing for me. Even Red Dead, I was like, "Wow, this is like crazy movement speed." It's almost like somebody cranked up the movement speed on my characters.
1: Yeah, the thing I mean, about the you thing can
2: still move at the same speed. You just
1: well, the thing the thing about X is that like the original Xbox, anything you've played on it is struggling to hold a steady frame rate. Yeah. Whereas on the X, it's. I mean, there are very few games that drop frames on the X. That thing is just stupid powerful. Um,
4: I bet you there's a game that does it.
1: Oh, there's absolutely a game that does it.
4: Um, I will talk about it later.
1: We'll, oh, okay.
4: But yeah, that's that's why you're oh, seeing the big 56. difference. We'll just go ahead and say it's Fallout 76.
1: Oh, did, I thought you didn't play that on...
4: I didn't. But oh. I, I guarantee it drops frames on the X. <laughs> oh, I think that's, that, what,
1: I, that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it drops frames on everything, including PC, because that game's just fucking poorly programmed at this point.
4: <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Don't worry.
2: Well, well, Ken, are you accusing Bethesda of poorly optimizing their game? How dare you, sir?
4: Yes, I am, and an I'll
1: impeccable... stand by that statement.
4: <laughs>
3: I'll stand <laughs> yeah. by that statement because it's you can't optimize something that's right. not finished. Boys, come on.
4: Oh. Woo. Got some hot takes up in here. <laughs> so go, go ahead, yeah. But uh, uh, I did. Uh, I boot up Battlefield Five, obviously, um, and I downloaded. I reinstalled The Witcher Three. Holy nice. moly! Yeah,
3: that Man. Is a
2: pretty game.
4: Ryan's
3: yeah. not on the show, but we're supposed to legally say that The Witcher Three is the best game ever.
0: Um, better than Breath of the
1: Wild. You got. You got to say that. Um, That's got to be the Ryan joke. All right, we're gonna go ahead and. Get back into this. We had a technical issue. Some shit died. Drew was talking about video games on his X console. Great power of X.
3: Sorry, everybody, that I was not the thing that died. Super Rise, motherfuckers.
1: You are what said fucking and then...
3: dark. <laughs> you, you need,
1: uh... So, you were installing Doom.
4: Doom? Yeah, I installed Doom right now. And uh, we're going to see how that looks. It looks real good. Um. Yeah, then we made the joke of you're doing whatever PC Gamer does, which is when you get a new video card, you try and break your computer by seeing mm-hmm. what all you can do. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing basically right now. Um, but no, it's nice. It's a nice console, and the loading times are pretty good.
1: Yeah, they improve the yeah. loading times on that machine, especially since you're, you're probably using the internal drive, Yeah, which is a hybrid it's not a full SSD, but it is a hybrid drive. Okay. So.
4: But uh, yeah, I um. I, I mean that's, uh, like I, I mean, let's talk about the games that I'm reviewing. I guess. Yeah. Um. I guess if you want to. Battlefield Five. Anybody else played that game here? Nah.
1: I, I played the intro. We talked about that though.
4: Okay. Uh yeah. Um. I play a little bit more of that. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's been a long time since i played Battlefield. Uh, since Bad Company 2. So... Oh, wow. um, this is impressive as hell to me. Uh,
2: is this World War 1 or 2 now?
4: 2. two. This is World okay. War 2. Alright. Um, uh, specifically the uh, European front. Uh, didn't see anything it had to do with anything over in Japan or in the islands. Um, so but yeah it, it it has the war stories uh there's three of them right now. There's gonna be another one available in December.
1: is it free or do you have to pay for it?
4: That's the I don't know. I think it's gonna be free okay because they already like they they had it in like the cutscenes and stuff. you play as a German, they're doing a war story on the German side.
1: It it feels so, weird. It almost feels like this game was not ready for launch, even though they already delayed it once. Because the battle royale mode isn't coming until March either.
4: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff still coming, and it's gonna be months off.
1: That is so <sighs> weird. Like I, I maybe they should have. I don't know.
4: I mean, they could have delayed it, but then they'd miss their big holiday thing.
1: The one they're getting stomped in because Call of Duty and Red Dead came out. <laughs>
4: It's true, <laughs> um, but there's a lot of people playing this game.
1: That's good. That's
4: good. I, I, I'm seeing a ton of people playing, and I'm always in a different squad with different guys. Um, since it's been such a long time since I played Battlefield, they've changed up some of the modes and stuff like that. There's a really, really cool mode that's called um, Grand Operations, and that's kind of like the big mode for this. You got the standard Conquest mode, which is the one that everybody knows, where you capture three points and you know that kind of deal, but Grand Operations is almost like a online story mode. Uh, there's no cutscenes or anything like that. There's small little things in between each round, but it's basically you're doing different rounds that have different objectives, and depending on who wins and how well they win, the other side may have a disadvantage on the next round. So it's like uh, it's like the uh, multiple days of a war or or the battle kind of thing. And you do three, uh, days. And then if we're tied, then you have a tiebreaker fourth day, uh, kind of thing. And those are really interesting. And I like them a lot because they're, you know, it, it feels significant instead of you. Oh, we lost this point. Oh, well, well, no, we kind of don't need to lose that point because then we'll then have a disadvantage in the next round kind of thing. So that's actually kind of cool. Uh, the war stories are okay. I'd say they're probably about two, two and a half hours long each. There's three of them. So you're looking at probably about a six to seven hour campaign, which is kind of standard for a first person shooter like this. Um, and they're okay. A lot of them resolve, revolve around you, like you being like a one man army kind of deal, you know, and they drop you off and you're like, okay, we got to sneak around. There's a lot of stealth stuff in there, but then you always get spotted. And it's like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this. And we just machine gun everybody. So, uh, but nice. it visually, it is Sam. Th- 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 ah, sorry, I messed up that one. I was going to say fantastic, but then also it says superb at the same time. They're great. Samtastic. Santastic. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the visually, it looks great. And, uh, I think it plays really well. It's very fluid with its movement. Time to kill. Man, you really don't need to be walking out in the open because you will get murdered. <laughs> Real fast. Uh, I do like the class systems. There's, there's, um, basically two subclasses to each class that play differently. They give you different perks and abilities. Um, but you working together as a team is a must. So instead of you being on a really big team with like, you know, 30 people, it's more of a squad based thing, which they've had that in other battlefields before but you try to get the the game does a decent job with putting you with a guy who's an assault, a guy who's a medic, a guy who's like a a support guy. So they try to give each squad a different class uh depending on who chose whatever. And working with your squad mates is the way to win in that game. And you're going to get those matches especially if you're solo queuing where you're going to get a squad who's really working well together and we win. Or are you going to get guys who just run off and do whatever the hell they want? So it's really dependent on the teams. And I think that if you and, like, three of your friends jump into this game and and form a squad, you'll have a pretty fun time. Because I I, – it's been a long time since I've played a game like this. Like, I haven't played a Call of Duty since Modern Warfare 2. Um, And I was like, eh, you know, I don't know. But then I jumped into it and – ran into a squad that was actually trying and had a headset. And I was like, okay, I'll talk to these guys. And they actually played really well. And the great thing is, is if you like those guys, they, they take you back to the main menu with them so you can queue up again for different modes. So they do a lot of smart stuff there. Um, I feel like there's a few glitches uh, which you're going to get anyway. Um, one of the bigger things is the main menu for some reason, anytime I quit, so like, let's say I finish a match and I'm, I just want to go back to the main menu and, and like ch- check out some of the stuff I unlocked or something like that. It's like, it's almost like the game locks up for a second, leaving a game and to go to go to the main menu. And I'm talking, I'm sitting there for like 20 seconds thinking, uh, it's long enough to me, me to think, is this, did, did it hard lock on me or something? Or, yeah, the, you know. the
1: menus in Battlefield are very laggy.
4: Yeah. But, Do they um, play
2: a lot of weird animations and dramatic stuff happening in the menus or something?
4: Not particularly. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird. It, like the, There's a, not even like a little ticker or anything like that at the bottom. I don't know. Uh, it's weird. But uh, all in all, I think that's actually a solid first-person shooter. And I think Battlefield fans should definitely pick it up and... I think even casual first-person shooter fans would probably play this, especially if they've got some friends that are playing with them. They can form up and have a squad. That's that's the best part of that game is, so, is and, uh, playing together with teams.
2: Unlike the Call of Duty game, this one that has a single-player campaign, right?
4: Yes. This has the war stories. So uh, there's three stories in all. They're about two and a half hours apiece. They are about different people, you play as different people, but there is a single player, it, there is, and uh, like I said, that fourth War Story is coming uh, in December, I don't know if it's going to be free or not, but I mean, they're they're showing it, and they, it's even in the main cutscene in the the full game. It's so,
1: it's, it's so weird, because last year the War Stories, there was like six or seven, yeah, and now they're down to three, and one of them not even available at launch. It's such a weird I don't know thing. what
4: happened there. That game yeah. is just not
1: finished. finished. That game is just not finished. It, it can't be.
3: Rushed. Can, can I ha- ask a question about this? What do you feel about it being World War Two? Do you are you glad uh, that they're back to World War Two? Is that like fascinating to you, or is it just another shooter?
4: Um, they try to make it. So you got the one campaign, which is called Under No Flag, where you play as a guy who was going to prison for trying to rob a bank, but the military recruits him as a demolition expert, and they're like these really foul-mouthed Cockney guys, <laughs> and it's kind of comedic, but every other story and every other like, narrative in this game is like dead serious, you know? Like, oh, they've been suffering many losses and all this other stuff. And you get this one campaign. It's like, "Oh hey, fuck yeah, you might, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> so it's um, – I don't know. It, like they, they really try to push that whole – World War Two was like a serious frigging war and a lot of people got killed. But there was a lot of brave people out there who sacrificed themselves for a greater cause kind of thing. Um, And I think they do a good job of that. Um. Uh, as far as if it was not World War Two, I mean that wouldn't bother me that much. I mean it's one of those things of like it's been so long since I've actually been in World War Two. <laughs> wait, wait, you were in World War <laughs> <I was> Two? <just, laughs> yeah. Damn, where'd you serve, man? <laughs> the Pacific.
3: He was in Normandy, man. PS Two. Uh, Medal of Honor Frontline.
4: <laughs> Medal of Honor front lines.
3: Um. Oh. I'm curious, do the guns feel like they're World War II, or do they just feel like modern guns that have been reskinned to look old?
4: Hmm, that's a good question right there. Uh, you I, might
3: not know because you haven't been playing, I realize that. So I, mean, I mean, it's been a
4: while since you've been
3: in World War II.
4: It's been a while since I've held a Thompson <laughs> submachine gun.
3: It's a minute,
0: yeah. Uh,
4: I don't know. I mean, yeah, it feels like any other gun, I think. Yeah,
3: because like, that was kind of my, my like the thing that turned me off of picking up Battlefield 1 last year. Was that they were showing off gameplay, and I was like, "This is supposed to be World War One, and like they should all be firing like one shot and then having to reload, or like firing off six shots from a revolver, but like they shouldn't be able to just pound out like a machine gun." Yeah, but if you it, but thing. if you
1: go for that, then it's not fun.
3: But that, but so so my but my here's my, the point I was actually about to get at. Was that like, was the. Did we really want to go back to these old wars, or did we just want a reskin of not modern day? Right? Because, like, personally, like, I liked the old Medal of Honor game. There was no machine gun that just tore through everything in that game. They might have been in later ones, but not in the. In Frontline, because that was like my first World War II game. Um, And, like, I look at this one and I go, this is just another Battlefield game. Like, it doesn't really matter where it takes place. This is just the same thing. Like, I get it with the Call of Duty because they didn't want the mech suits and running on walls and stuff, but at the same time, like, you know, this is the same stuff. Like, this isn't really a necessity to go to just make up a new war. It's it's never
2: been about a necessity, man. It's it's always been about trying to put a slightly new twist on the same familiar thing to sucker people into buying. Yeah, but, I just but I it's think it's essentially the, the same game again.
3: You know, yeah. I I just I question people's demand for this. It be just only because it's just not selling as much. Like I wonder if like the move to World War 2 like everybody wanted was actually is well, actually what everybody wanted,
4: you know? I just think I they want another Battlefield it. game.
3: Well, I mean, no, but they were asking the, that about Call of Duty last year, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't remember hearing too much about Call of Duty other than about the drops on the beach of loot boxes. That's that's honestly all I remember from World War Two of hmm. Call of Duty. And I, I'm going to be honest, with every other Call of Duty game, I've heard stuff about the campaign, the multiplayer, that's all I heard about that. And now I'm like I'm at least hearing stuff about Black Ops Three, even though it's not like all great. But it's like I've heard people enjoying that game.
4: It's Black Ops Four.
3: Sorry, Black
4: Ops Four. Black Four. Ops I I I I. Yeah, Black yeah.
1: Ops I I I I I
4: I I. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking, like Duran Duran over there.
1: The fucking Guns and Roses song. I I I I. <laughs>
4: All right. um, Fallout. 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 Let's talk about it. Uh, Anybody else here played it?
2: I I played the original Fallout.
1: Yes. I I played the tutorial.
4: I'm talking, have you played Country Roads Take Me Home?
1: No, I didn't find the radio.
4: Uh, Okay. Well, Fallout 76. Yeah, it's a game. I put some time into it. (laughs)
2: I mean, you, I, sound, you make it sound like you just got out of prison,
1: man. Uh, I put some time in Max. I do that. I made uh, time, I for time for it. You make time
4: for it. Yep. So, yeah. What can I say about this game? This is going to be like a really crazy review I have to... Because Fallout 76. I have seen what others have done. No, I'm not going to do that. Um... I have seen what other people have thought about it. I was pulling pulling a Dr. Young Malcolm there. But um, everybody is vocal about this game, so I can't escape it. Typically, I don't read other people's reviews or hear other people's thoughts on a game that I'm particularly reviewing, but I can't not avoid this. So I don't hate this game like everybody else does. No, credibility ruined. I mean, I've never had any credibility, Ken. <laughs>
0: um,
4: I' never knew under why you actually gave me games to review. Um, it's probably board, which I mean let's be honest,
3: <laughs> it's made only poor decisions. Uh, yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. so fallout seventy six is not the most interesting game. It is not the best playing game by any means. Man, this is Um, really selling it. (laughs) Yeah, it's the the best thing I can actually refer to is that this game checks off the boxes, and it just so happens those boxes tickle my fancy.
2: When you talk about you know just kind of ticking off boxes, right? Would that be constituted as something of a lazy move? Kind of yeah. like going through the motions,
4: right? Uh, yeah, it 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 does. This the game definitely does go through the motions. Mm-hmm. I feel like they had a good idea there, but they wrapped it around the wrong game.
1: So it's like a and, corn dog. They put the wrong wrapping around a delicious treat.
4: Yeah. Um... Are you well,
3: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on? <laughs> are you suggesting corn dogs are bad, Ken? I was just
1: trying to offend the corn dog nation. Sorry. Well, I am did. offended. All right, good, good. That's what I was going for.
4: But you have so no
1: taste,
3: none.
4: <laughs> so at its core, what this game was supposed to be was supposed to be Elder Scrolls Online Fallout Edition. And much like Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout seventy six is kind of broken. Uh, <laughs> it's it and Elder Scrolls Online, love it or hate it, people really love that game now. And you know what? Good on them because it has improved. And You ask me, hey, how's Fallout 76 in a year? It may be great, but right now the issue is that it's still empty. So there are no NPCs in this game. Um, I'll
3: stop you there, though. There's the difference between this and uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, I know. Elder Scrolls Online always had people to get missions from. You could play that game solo. And you just said there's no NPCs, which makes this. But there's
4: robots, different. right, that give you quests? Some of them do. Okay. Most of them you get from looking at computers. So you go to a computer terminal and you look at something. So let's start off with, at the beginning. So at the beginning, you play as a vault dweller who came out of Fallout 7 or not Fallout, Vault 76. Uh, this is 20 years after the bombs had dropped, so there's still towns. There's still um, like trees and plants and stuff like that. Um, the problem is there's no people, and what you're trying to do is figure out where all the people went, um, and you're trying to find your overseer. I would be very surprised if I ever see the overseer in this game. I could be wrong. But I'm always going to where the Overseer is. The, fir- the first, like, probably five, six hours of this game is, like, trying to find where the Overseer is. So first you go check the camp. Then you go check where she said she was going this time. Then she said she was going over here. And you always find a tape that you listen to. So it's basically audio books you're picking up and listening to. And a lot of that's where you're getting your missions. There's a ton of side quests in this game. And most of them are you run into somebody, or you run into a robot that's like, or you find a place that was like, oh, well, you can join the firefighters, uh, and or something like that, and you have to do like a different little set of objectives for side quests and stuff like that. But the majority of it, and the problem I think with this game is that it does feel a little fetch questy. Pretty much everything you're doing is fetch questing, and I get it because you know it, this is supposed to be an MMO, and most MMOs are fetch quests. The problem is is that, unlike MMOs, there's only, at a given time, 15 to 20 people running around the wasteland with you. Um, and so far, I have not teamed up with anybody because every time I run into somebody, they're doing their own thing. They're not attacking me. Once you turn level 5, it says, okay, welcome to level 5. Now you can be attacked and attack other players. I haven't – nobody has tried to attack me. And I've tried. Like I, I haven't antagonized anybody. I don't want to fight somebody. And plus, the problem is, is that everybody I'm running into, I don't know what the matchmaking is in this game, but everybody, everybody I run into is level fifty or something like that.
2: <laughs> Wait, so you're like level five, and the only players you've seen are like level fifty in the same zones. Yeah, that's weird.
4: See, the thing is, is that you can go anywhere in this game. It's not like there are zones, but. You know, you're, you're traveling through different areas, you know, at a given time. So, yeah, I went into a zone where I wasn't supposed to go because I ran into like super mutants that were like level 28, 29, and that wrecked me. Um, but they do a lot of emphasis on gathering items, like Fallout 4, gathering items to build a base. And you have your camp. I have found no reason whatsoever to build a camp in this game. They say, Oh, but this is where you can store all your stuff that you can find stash boxes everywhere. Or, Oh, you can build your workbenches so that way you can repair your tools and make craft new items and stuff like that. I'm constantly finding workbenches in the world. I see see no reason to establish a camp. So I haven't. I'm now like level 12 and I don't have any need for a camp. I just pause save the game and then end it, you know, and then I pick right back up either right where I was or like right outside of town. So the problem I see with fallout 76 is that everything just feels like you're in a hostile world. So in all the other fallouts, you know, when you can kind of rest easy, you go into a town, there's people walking around, you're not going to get a tag there in this game. It, it kind of ruins the exploration of this game because everywhere you go is going to be a place where if you run into something, you're gonna have to shoot it because it's it's an enemy. So it, it, there is no sense of exploration because oh, I wonder what I can find here. Oh, I know what I'm gonna find here. I'm gonna find friggin enemies. you know that, that that's basically what this game is. It's like you go here kill something, pick up something, interact with this and then come back. So that's the monotonous part. The things that I actually like and what makes me keep playing the game is the fact that I kind of like the perk system. I kind of like the level up system. So unlike fallouts of yesteryears, uh, this game, you start off with your special abilities all at one. And every time you level up, you put a point into one of them. Um. And once you hit level 50, you stop putting points into your specials. So, um, and the whole point of putting points into your specials is so that you can then equip perk cards that you get. So from level one to 10, every two levels, you get a perk pack, which comes with a pack of cards that have perks. Uh, and these perks are associated with different specials, uh, stats. So like, uh, uh, better, uh, a better one-handed melee attack, like 15% more damage would go into your strength. So uh, there's different cards that have different um, requirements. So let's say you get a perk card that has uh, better uh, carrying capacity, which is a strength attribute, uh, and it's a level one card. Um, you can, as long as you have one point into strength, you can put that card there and have it activated. Um Let's say I only have one strength, but I have a level 2 card that's way better than my level 1 card. I have to then make sure I have two points into strength in order to put that 2 card in there. Or you can mix and match. Say I have two points in the strength. I can then put two level 1 cards into that how do, slot.
2: How, how do you get these cards?
4: You get those cards by leveling up. Uh, okay. So, uh, In the first 1 to 10 levels, you get a perk pack every two levels uh after level 10 every five levels you get a perk pack and when you hit that level 50 cap where you stop putting points into your specials you still get perk card packs every five levels every time you level up
2: can you buy said card pack using microtransactions
4: so far that has not been the case
2: okay so what's uh, microtransactions used for in that game?
4: Uh, I have yet to run into microtransactions now. Hmm. That's not to say that there won't be some implemented later on. There is a storefront in the game that allows you to purchase skins by doing certain tasks. So you get points for uh, killing 76 bad guys, certain types of bad guys, or um, gathering this mu- amount of wood. You get these like little achievements – and they give you points. These points then add up to like – it's like atom points or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. But you can then go into the storefront and get skins, gun skins, different um, types of outfits, stuff like that. As far as I can tell, there is no way to pay to be stronger than somebody else in this game.
2: Okay. that's That's good.
4: So they're handling that really well. Now, will they ever do that in the future? I don't know. But as of right now, the perk card stuff, and the thing that I actually like, and the thing that, hey, guess what Destiny still doesn't do, is that you get a perk card, and you're teamed up with some friends. You can be like, hey, I don't need this perk card. You want it? Yeah, sure. Here. So you can give perk cards to your friends online. Ooh, so it's a trading
2: card game. Trading stuff.
4: Yeah. So you can trade in this game, finally. The thing is is that I don't have anybody to play with, so <laughs> I'm playing Does solo. have
2: any kind of matchmaking whatsoever.
4: Anybody is in your game. So yeah. whenever you log in, you're going to be put into a world that has at least 10 people in it, if not more. I think it's like between 15 to 20 or 30 people will be in your game. But you that world use-
2: is huge, though. You'll probably never run into them sometimes.
4: Nah, they always show up on your map. Oh, okay. Right. You, you you can always know where they are at any given time. Uh, if you run up to a guy, there there's a button prompt immediately. It says "ask to trade," "ask to join party." So you can easily just walk up to a guy and say, "Hey, you want to form a party?" Yeah, sure. On top of that, uh, they do take the the Guild Wars 2 route and have um, events, public events that pop up every once in a while, and everybody rushes to them to get them done because uh you'll get special um uh items and stuff like that you'll get uh, uh money uh, or caps stuff like that uh whenever you do these events and they happen uh on a set time period so there's there's like uh the public events where you kind of form your own little party to help you know kill a bunch of guys rushing to this area that you know it's it's, it's multiple different objectives and stuff so they're trying to make a fallout MMO the problem is is that there's just not any compelling story driven stuff to keep you going. The thing that keeps me going the thing that keeps me going back to this game is the fact that I kind of like watching the numbers go up. <laughs> I like seeing what happens when I level up. I like checking out my perk cards. I like so putting just, perk yeah. cards in the stuff. Just
2: inject the dopamine directly into your brain, man.
4: Just, exactly. Well, I, I like, look out of time. That's, that's the reason why I play Diablo. Yeah, you know, I I wanna see I wanna see those green arrows.
2: But the thing about it is that Diablo is actually fun to play, not just seeing the numbers. It's fun to kill like a mob of like forty enemies at once on top of seeing all those loot drops and building your characters. So it has got the whole package. Yeah. Not to mention an actual single player campaign. Well not single playing so much into the, you no, know, there's a story campaign, let's say, right? Yeah. And the thing about Fallout 76 that kind of kind of confuses me is that they had this really great idea. It's like, okay, this is a scenario where you're just leaving your vault and you're basically one of the first people to come out of the vault since it's been safe to come out. Nothing has been uh, settled. The entire world is yours for taking. Go. What a cool concept. And then they took that concept into this weird hybrid multiplayer thing. When they really didn't need to in the slightest they could have added multiplayer element into it, but they didn't need to make it the whole sort of uh sole focus and it, i don't know i don't I don't know where what where they were wanted to go did they just did they just want to try something new for the sake of trying it, or did they have some kind of other like overarching narrative like high mind thing that they're going for with this game that's going to continue on with the next game and on and so forth I, I just don't understand I, it just I, seems weird to me
1: I think it's I think they were going for the same idea they did with uh, Elder Scrolls online where they wanted a game to sustain the franchise until the next one was ready because obviously the next fallout game is probably years and years and years away considering there's a new Elder Scrolls and then starfield coming.
4: Yeah, we won't see Fallout 5 until after Elder Scrolls comes out. But
3: but haven't they already confirmed that they're not making a new engine for Starfield or Elder
4: Scrolls?
1: That story's been passed around back and forth. At this point, I believe that it is they are making a new engine.
4: I would hope so. So there's where I talk about the other part of this game. They need to come up with a new engine. Big time. (laughs) Because holy crap, man. Like, this game will just stutter for no reason. There's nothing going on. I'm walking. There's there's not even, like, it's at night. Nothing's even happening. Yeah. And I'm just walking, and all of a sudden it just starts stuttering.
1: This game seems think, to have a lot of technical issues.
3: I think this is the game that finally broke the camel's back on fans willing to accept Bethesda's.
1: Well, we, we joked about it before the show, but is this literally the fastest discount? Like, this game was 50% off this week, and it came out
3: last week. Yeah, I think it is. With that big of a discount, um, yeah, I can't think of anything that's dropped that quick. It's, it's, yeah. Like a month? What was it? A month before Tomb Raider dropped?
1: Yeah, and people thought that was fast, but like a week, week week and a half. This has been
3: a week. Yeah, Yeah. it. That's and and I. uh, I just I find it. I think what didn't help was that Bethesda finally acknowledged the fact that their games are buggy and did so tr- kind of in jest, but then didn't fix the problem.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, I want to say it was Jay that said that, like brought it up. When, yeah. Uh, we're, talking we we're talking about the Bethesda E3? conference, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. So like lo and behold, Jay was right and they didn't do anything to fix it. And now they're eating it because now they can't even play dumb they admitted to the fact that they know that this stuff is problematic. And my, my biggest complaint is this is probably stuff that's built into the engine and not um, not like a new mistake. This probably been fixed by fans. Yeah, there's already mods out for Fallout
1: 76. 76 I'm though. not
3: talking just for Fallout 76. I'm talking, this is probably an issue that Fallout 4 had that was fixed by fans and then they, instead of going, okay, so this is what we need to do to fix the engine. They just did nothing, and then it's, you know, a carryover from Mistake from Fallout 4 to uh, Fallout 76. Like, it's just it's absurd. And, like, you know what? For all the stuff that happened with um, Elder Scrolls Online, we also have to remember that wasn't Bethesda that made that game. That was a ZeniMax studio that is not Bethesda. It has Bethesda's name on it, but it's not Bethesda made. Um, this is a Bethesda game. I don't know what they were thinking with this, but it was never going to be the MMO that like when you play Elder Scrolls online, it is an MMO, but it's an MMO that could be played by a single person. There's only a few moments where you have to engage with other people. And that's usually the dungeons. And it's not like you're fighting against them. Uh, you're, you're going through. Like, you could walk in, and they could be beating the boss as you walked in. That's happened to me before in uh, Elder Scrolls Online. But, like, Elder Scrolls Online, there's always content there. And it's like, now that they've... They used to be like, oh, well, you know, we'll let our fans patch it. Now, people are playing NPCs, apparently. Because they're insane, I suppose. In Fallout 76, because... Now follow uh now Bethesda's asking you to make the content for them too. Like it's absurd. So th- I'm a Fallout fan. Like that's the thing that kills me about this. I like Fallout, I like the old Fallout, I like the new Fallout. I was okay with four, I didn't really like the building aspect of it. Um but I could avoid it in that game for the most part, except for when I was being told that settlement needed my help. Um and uh it sounds like they've leaned into everything that was wrong with Fallout 4 with this. You know,
2: the funny thing about Fallout 4 is that I didn't beat that game. I beat Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. I like those games a lot. But, I don't know, I got sidetracked for whatever reason. But the only singular thing that I remember about Fallout 4 are its NPCs. Or its partner characters, like Valentine. Valentine! That's cool like, such a cool character to have like, as, a, as your companion, to hear his story, to see his uh, like his story arc unfold over time. Yeah, fantastic, right? And... That is no longer in the new Fallout game. That is not a thing, and that just like breaks my heart, man. Like, why couldn't they just call this game like Apocalypse World or something? You know, and just like have its own thing. Why did they have to put it in their own brand name? Because kind of their own uh,
3: game. That'll sell. I'm I'm fine with it being Fallout, but they should have. They shouldn't have called it 76 because the 76 is a. um, Because I understand why they call it Fallout. There's a lot of lore to be used. In fallout
4: oh dude there's a ton of lore in and this i've game.
3: heard that there's a ton of lore uh my friend's playing it he likes it I, I get it and i'm not shitting on people that like this game i'm i'm really not um but my issue is again i've mentioned it earlier this year you couldn't possibly do the same mistake that sea of thieves had and lo and behold bethesda decided that they would not learn anything for and have not enough content to bring me through Sure, I love lore, but I can read that lore outside of a game too and enjoy it just as much. I own the Zelda books. Like-
4: All right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Now, I haven't played Sea of Thieves, but from everybody's thoughts and on, on, on the game that have played it, Fallout seventy six has way more content than Sea of Thieves does. Fallout seventy six has what seems to be a beginning and end. There is okay. a main. There is a main storyline you do this you got you're trying to find the overseer trying to figure out what's going on with the scorched type people and stuff like that so there you're doing missions the problem is is that you're doing them for nobody
3: yeah see that i was i was talking to Justin earlier today about it that i, I don't I, my favorite game in terms of mission structure is still oblivion because oblivion had fun missions they always felt like Sure, all the characters sound the same in Oblivion, but there's a specific wood elf that gives you a mission, and you ha- he's paranoid. It's called Paranoia. It's one of the best missions in all of Bethesda's games because it's so different from everything else. Sure, you have the mission where it's going to the dungeon, grab the thing, and leave. And, and I'm fine with those, but theres they used to write these missions in the bigger thing, and now it just sounds like it's all fetch quests, and like that's not... What I want from a Bethesda game, and that's the reason why, like, I look at New Vegas. You know, even Fallout Four had unique missions. Of like, there's one where you had to get the beer machine, which was a robot that walked extremely slow.
4: Yeah, I remember that.
3: Yeah, it was a unique mission, and it was a different way of doing a um uh escort mission because the character you're you think you're going to get just a machine, and lo and behold, it's a robot that walks. <laughs> And you Whoa. walk it back and it can, it can defend itself too, which is great. But like, there's interesting stuff like that. And it's like, when I looked at Fallout 76 and their response is like, no, there's no vehicles. No, we can't do this. No, you can't do that. I'm like, okay. But, and then they're like, well, you can't play it by yourself. I'm like, but why would I? It sounds like you, there's no NPCs and, and great that there's all this lore, but like there's a lot of lore in books and Elder Scrolls. Have we all read all of the books in Elder Scrolls? No. Absolutely absurd.
4: Yeah. It, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those things of like, yeah, I just, I play it to, let's try to do this mission. Whether that be go gather a bunch of things or go kill this amount of things or whatever. But I just like seeing that level up. And that's what's kept me going. Does it play good? No. I mean, it's, VATS is, I, I wouldn't say vats is useless. Vats is a it, as long as you're like probably 80% or better in the accuracy thing, vats is kind of a guaranteed hit. So that's nice because let's all let's all be honest here, Fallout hasn't had the best aiming in real time.
3: But Drew, it doesn't in Don't forget either. what you told us. You need you need a card to target limbs.
4: Uh yes, this is true. It's one of the first cards that you get. Uh, I don't think it's not like he can miss it. Um, you do have to have a card to, to target limbs and vats at the same time. I don't see a need to target limbs and vats because it's just like, no, I just it's
3: fair, see... but I mean, it just, it's that's stupid as shit.
4: <laughs> one of the, one of the things I actually like about is the mutations. So, uh, you, the more rads you get, uh, the likelihood of getting mutations, Currently, right now, I have two mutations, which are kind of awesome. So uh, my healing items don't heal me as good, but I have 300% regenerative healing. And huh. on top of that, I also am a marsupial now. So I can carry 50% more of my uh you item weight. A,
1: you got a pouch in your belly?
4: Yeah, and I can also jump 15 feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so I had... I, I was. You're I was basically a fucking
1: kangaroo, is what you're telling yeah. me.
4: Yeah, I was also my intelli- But my intelligence is also uh, minus four now.
3: Do you do you, <laughs> do you look different?
4: No, you look the same.
3: Uh, See this. This uh, sounds interesting to me. I just wish there was a game surrounding the
4: that- play. So I I was in a town and there was a guy like he was like there was another player running around and he had his mic on. So like if you're close to somebody, they have like the proximity where you can hear people talking. And uh, it no, it was during a um, one of the one of the little um, public events kind of thing, and I jumped to reach a to reach a, a higher point, and I jumped really high, and I heard that guy go, "Holy shit!" He said, "How did you jump like that?" And I didn't, I didn't say anything. But I was, was going to say,
3: say, "With your low, with the low intelligence, you should have role played that character to death."
4: I don't know. <laughs> Me jump high. I jump <laughs> high. But. uh <laughs> But so here's a here's a fun anecdote. Um, So for some reason, they have done this. So let's say, all right, so you've made a multiplayer game where there's other people running around the world and they have made it to where if somebody is using a computer, you have to wait for that person to get off that computer before you can use it. So uh, at the very beginning of the game or close to the beginning, you go into the first town and they want you to use this computer terminal to uh, sign up for something. Well, I went to the church where the, the computer was. There was a guy on the computer. There was a guy standing behind him waiting to use the computer. <laughs> so I think fucking queued up in line. It's the fucking division again, man. Yeah. All right, so I queued up in line to use this computer. Then when I go to use the computer, you know, if you if you remember Fallout, you you're standing at the computer, you press the interact button and then you it looks like you're almost like sitting down and then you're sticking your face directly into the uh, into the monitor. That's what it did. But when I stuck my face into the monitor, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't interact with anything. I couldn't move. I couldn't get out of the computer screen, anything like that. And I was like, well, shit, I think the game may have glitched on me or something. And I could hear people who was wanting me to get off the computer behind me. And like they were jumping, and you can hear them like, like, trying to get me off the computer. There was a guy shooting in the air, trying to get my attention. Finally, I got to. I was like, I, I got to reboot. I was like, I had, to, I had to turn off the game, And turn it back on to make it work. Finally, but the, the 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 straw that broke the camel's back for me to turn off my my PS4 was that the one of the guys that was waiting on me sent me a message saying, "Get off the fucking computer." <laughs>
3: It sounds like a, a this sounds like Bethesda doing a social experiment. what you're really I, about I, to do on that computer was send them your email and your personal information so they could sell
4: it <laughs> yeah, and so that was that was fun
3: oh jeez
4: so there's a lot of there's a lot of things in this game that make me go, why did you do that?
3: <laughs> things that make you go hmm. So I have my my question is then, is this the follow game if you only like the exploring and not so much the plot?
4: No. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> so no. wait, the follow for no one. All right. No no I, I mean the thing the thing is is that I I don't find the exploration that interesting.
1: He just likes the numbers, dude.
4: I just like Man. the numbers. I don't. I look. look Listen, I'm not I'm trying to introduce
3: you to Cookie Clicker because holy shit, dude, you'll love that game.
4: I am not. I am not championing this game. This game is broken in many aspects. And I know. But also, I'm just
3: telling you, Cookie Clicker is all numbers.
4: It's also very boring in a lot of aspects.
3: And Cookie the, Clicker's got you there too. <laughs> the,
4: the thing that gets me is that yeah, I enjoy seeing what. What's what's next in my card packs, or what can I do here, kind of thing? Exploration is is kind of bland due to the fact that I know what's going to be there. If I go into this building, guess what's going to be there? There's going to be a bunch of enemies that I have to shoot. You know, it's never like I walk into town like, oh, I wonder what's in this town. I know exactly what's in this town. There's a bunch of feral ghouls going to be running around that I have to shoot, or there's yeah, going to be a little robot anything. that I can talk to.
3: They haven't done any fun stuff of, like... Because, I mean, there's the mine in uh, Fallout 4. The Dunwich Mine. Which had, like, the Cthulhu mythos sort of weaved into it like they did in Fallout 3 with the uh, Dunwich building. There's no so, that type of stuff of, like, little
4: fun areas. I mean, there's the Mothman. If Does you it remember. destroy any bridges? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> You can summon the Mothman. I've seen it happen. You can.
3: Well, well, you can summon him.
4: Yes. So there that's is an NPC. Way. There is an NPC in this game. It's the Mothman. Uh, you can summon the Mothman, um, and apparently there's also Wendigos running around. I hope that's not a spoiler, but
1: I don't All think right. anybody cares.
4: Yeah, that's the thing. I, well, <laughs> a lot of people might care because they might pick it up for thirty five bucks.
3: I... I have a feeling they won't.
4: Yeah, I don't know the. With the,
3: I, I think I can sum this conversation up though. If you're gonna watch numbers climb, you might and want to open packs. Hey, Overwatch.
4: That's true.
1: All right, we need to move on. We're two hours into the show and we haven't even finished talking about games. And oh, by the way, I've got a big one I need to talk about. Yeah.
2: Oh, all right. Let's let's get to it. We'll oh.
1: I don't want to talk too much about Pokemon because I've only played like ten minutes of it, but I really don't Pokemon. like. I really don't like the fact that they make you play with one Joy-Con. It's terrible.
2: No uh, Pro Controller support. Nope. And you have what? to use. Why did we even buy this thing? I can't use it for Mario Party. I can't use it for Pokemon.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they want you to buy that Pokemon Ball peripheral that has the analogs in it. Which no, I'm good. That's all you need to play
1: that game. You need directions, one button, and motion controls. That's it. Well, game. There's no He's...
3: random battles
1: Nope, they're all in front of you Yep. But The big game I've been playing Is Darksiders 3 Oh, nice I was trying to finish that game For my review on Monday morning That is not happening Because I've hit a brick wall That I need that game to be in the wild To figure out <laughs> Is it like
2: a puzzle or something it's You're stuck a... on?
1: No, we'll get to that in a minute It's a boss
2: Okay. Oh, so just, just pass pass the control over here, Ken. I'll do it for you.
1: I would love to watch you try. This oh, thing, yeah. this um, thing has been frustrating me. <laughs> like this game was I'm just cruising. You, yeah, I'm just cruising through this game. Blah blah blah. Everybody knows the story. You're Fury. You're killing the seven deadly sins. I've wiped out five of them. I have two left. The sixth nice. one can go straight to hell.
4: I think that's where you're sending it, right?
1: I can't. For the life of me, beat this thing. So, if the first Darksiders was your Zelda, right, and the second Darksiders was your Diablo,
0: mm-hmm.
3: Don't say it again.
1: The third Darksiders Don't say it. is your Dark Souls.
0: God damn it. it.
1: <laughs> so this game wants to be Dark Souls so bad, it can't help itself.
2: Alright, do you have a stamina meter?
1: No, you do not have a stamina meter, but you do collect souls and you cash them in for attribute points. Okay. If you die carrying souls,
4: you lose them all. Can you go back to where you died and pick them back up? Yes, you can! Oh, man. The game also only
1: saves at certain points and you can... And Volgrim is now your safe spot, and you can feed your souls to him to get attribute points.
4: Does this take place before or after Darksiders 1 or 2?
1: During Darksiders 1. There is a cutscene with War in his chains. So it is definitely happening during. They even make mention of oh, War started the apocalypse. That motherfucker. Um, what I'll talk about that I love about this game, the story... The character, Fury, she's great. Her voice actor's great. The bosses, awesome designs. It's got that Darksiders feel. But this game feels like they had a a tenth of the budget of the first and second game.
0: Mm. That's rough.
1: Yeah, so like a lot of repeating environments. um, My biggest issue with the game wanting to be Dark Souls is that the combat is not good enough for this game to be Dark Souls. You have your standard attacks, and the weapons that you will collect throughout the game are your secondary weapon. And each one has its own abilities. So, for example, the first one you get is Fire. When you equip it, which is normal Darksiders fare, you hold the left bumper, and you tap one of the face buttons. The first one is Fire, which will give you a a like fire, it's not a whip, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it gives you a fire attack. It also changes your jumping, so now you can hold the jump button to do like a boost up, so you can get to higher platforms. The second one you get is electricity, that's a spear. The secondary jump for that is it lets you glide, so you can jump and glide to further away platforms. The third one that I've gotten, which is the most recent one, there's four total, I don't have the fourth one yet, because I'm assuming you get that by beating the boss I'm on. Um, allows you to turn into a rock ball and roll across the ceiling. It's and that it's only in cer- very Metroid areas Yeah, you know? and it's it's only in certain areas that you can do the roll. Now, I know the next question people are going to ask. It's Dark How about them puzzles, right? So Dark Siders borrowed a lot from Zelda, even to the point where it had its own little jingle when you solved a puzzle. You know the do 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 do. Oh. I've heard that five or six times since i played this game. I'm ten hours in.
0: Hmm.
1: There's not a lot of puzzles in this game. And the puzzles that are there, they're not challenging puzzles. They're more like, hey, we're going to slow you down for a couple minutes while you do this thing that is clearly obvious what you need to do. So, like, most of them involve the little beetles. You grab a beetle, you take him to a little spot, he drinks some stuff, you pick him up, you throw him at a wall, he destroys it. Those become useless once you get the the color powers that will break those walls anyway. So then you stop needing the beetles. Puzzles just become uh, uh, clicking the right stick and throwing your, your powered up blade at it. It feels a lot like they wanted to do some things with this game that they just did not either have time or they did not have the money to do.
3: I'm gonna guess
1: the money. Yeah, that that feels. There is actually one part, it, and this goes back to the part where I was referring to. The game only saves at certain points, and when you visit Vulgrim, I played a section of this game for like an hour. It was the most. It was the most interesting part of the the game I'd got to so far. It was all underwater, and it was this whole new area. It was really cool. I played it for an hour. I paused the game to talk, my wife came in the room and asked me a question, I paused it to talk to her all of a sudden crashed back to dashboard lost that whole hour
2: oh god, that sucks yeah,
1: this game is buggy like when you go into new areas it'll stop and load the area as you're going in like your character just stops mid animation what I mentioned about the combat not being good enough to be a Dark Souls game like a straight single enemy can kill you like they are challenging enough to kill you, which is fine in and of itself But when you're in an attack animation, you cannot do your dodge move. And your attack animations do not interrupt the enemy's attack animation sometimes. So you'll go to attack them. An enemy will come up from behind. You go to tap that dodge. Does nothing because you're in mid-attack animation. So then they hit you. They get you in a looping animation where you can't move. Dead.
2: So, without spoiling, obviously, what the 6th boss is physically, Mm -hmm. what makes that boss in particular so much more difficult, or maybe perhaps unfair, compared to the other ones you defeated?
1: Okay, to explain that, I kind of go into how you have to heal in this game. So, in order to heal in this game, oh, hold on, Dark Souls reference, you get something called a Nephilim's Respite, and that is like your Estus Flask. Every time you save, it refills, and you can upgrade it to carry more heals. Now, in order to heal, you have to move the D-pad through your items to select that one. Which, by the way, the game finally told me after 10 hours in that you could just tap down to go immediately to the Estus Flask instead of cycling through. Wish you'd have told me that a lot sooner in the game. Still. You hit that. You press up on the D-pad to heal yourself. Your character stops and (sighs) is is completely open to any attack. And if they hit you while you're taking it, does not work. So you have to find a spot to stand still where you will not be hit to, in order to heal. Now, if you're using any healing items or boost items, like you can get items to refill your Havoc and your Fury and you can get like Fortification, if you use one of those, any other item you want to use is on a cooldown. And it is not a small cooldown, it is a very long cooldown. Now, the boss in question that I'm fighting has two forms. I probably fought this boss 10, 15 times yesterday. Like, this is all I did yesterday. I cruised through the first five Mm -hmm. just fine. They were piece of cake. I get to this one, I fight him. He has two attacks that are undodgeable up close. You have to move to the outside of the level, which is almost impossible to do before he swings. So you are always going to take a hit from one of those. Those do a quarter damage of your health he has a move where he picks you up and swallows you, half health. Unblockable, undodgeable, you are going to take that hit.
2: Wait, wait. So there is nothing you can do for this swallowing thing? Unless
1: you're on the outside edge of the screen. Which is impossible to fight somebody on the outside edge of the screen because your whip does not go that far.
2: Couldn't you like turn into a rock so it doesn't like, vacuum you in and then suck you up or something like that? If you have your
1: fury meter full... Sure, you can turn into the big monster version. Which, by the way, is useless in this fight because when you attack him with that, it does hardly any damage. Now, I got to the point where I could take his first form just fine. I could beat it. Sure, it took a lot of my respites. Sure, it took a lot of my patience. But I could beat that mode. You go into the second mode. Without spoiling what it is, you go underwater to fight the second form of this boss. It's a boss you saw earlier in the game. And it taught you to throw your glaive at its eyes in order to bring it down so you could attack it. Underwater, you can't throw your glaive. <laughs> so I'm standing there attacking this thing, dodging this thing, moving around the level. I have, no, I have never damaged the second form.
2: Whoa, Also, there is an element you're just missing basically. Exactly, and I have no idea what ah, it is.
1: Like the I game see. and when you die, you start back at first form. Of course. So of course. I've gotten to the point where I'm just so frustrated with this boss that I need somebody to figure this out because I'm can not Can you get
2: out of the water at some point and then throw the glaive?
1: Nope. Once you're in the water, you're in the water. Now you can swim, which is totally not recommended because she doesn't move fast enough in order to dodge his attacks, and I'm talking full screen boss. This thing's huge. So it's not like his attacks are something that are easy to dodge. And the other thing is is you can't dodge when you're swimming. You have to switch to your fourth or your third power which lets you walk underwater. It kind of gives you the ability to walk on the on the ground, but you can't throw your glaive. Which is how it taught you to beat the boss the first time you fought it.
2: So even when you're not standing on the ground and you're swimming, you can't toss the glaive, right? No, you can't
1: toss the glaive underwater at all. And I've tried to walk up to the thing, I've tried to hit it, I've tried to run away from it, I've tried to dodge it, I I just don't know what to do. You can't turn into your fury form underwater either. Mm-hmm. Uh. So I'm just standing there like, how am I supposed to beat this thing? I have no idea. I have no idea how to do it. And up to this point, like the only thing that I've enjoyed about this game, the combat is sloppy, the game is buggy, it's glitchy, it feels cheap, the areas are repeated, but man... I love the story. I love the characters. I love to see what happened. And there's some really clever cutscenes in this game. Like, you're playing against the sins, and sometimes they do some really neat things. Like, And as you can imagine, you're playing against lust. They're going to show you a lustful thing, something that mm-hmm. you've wanted your whole life. Like, it's a cool concept a lot of times. There's so a, is the one you're
2: fighting gluttony? Is that
1: it? it? That's gluttony. Okay, cool. Gluttony is the one I'm fighting. <laughs> like, all the bosses up to this point have been fine. Like, They weren't overly challenging, they were fair, they had patterns, you learned them, you fought them, you beat them. I died at least once almost every boss, but I'd always come back, yeah, I'd always come back and figure it out. But this one, that second floor, I have no freaking idea what to do.
2: Do you think when you figure it out or when it becomes revealed what you need to do, it's going to be one of those, I can't believe I didn't try that, or is it going to be one of those, like, how the hell was I supposed to know that? Which of the, which of the two do you think it's going to be?
1: I hope it's, I can't believe I didn't think of that, but I have a feeling it's going to be the other.
2: Yeah, it might be if you try it like 10, 15 times, it's a lot of times to try
1: it. But and I've tried everything I can do, it, like, underwater limits so much of your abilities, and, like, I've walked up to this thing, and I've hit it with every weapon that I have. I've hit it with every attack that I can hit it with. It does no damage. Zero damage. Is there, is there a way to drain the water out? No, it's... I'm in, like, an ocean.
0: Uh, hey, I don't...
3: Listen. <laughs> I don't know. I can't see it. You're saying it's underwater. I went, all right, maybe. So,
1: so let me, let me give you an example of how kind of unfair this fight is. When you first drop down, it's like a cutscene. You fall. You're... You know, you're immediately in swimming form. You 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 don't switch to your mode. Like even if you had that mode selected before you fell, it you automatically go into swimming mode. And the first thing he does is a full face screen attack straight at you. Great. And it, and it it hits me almost every time.
2: Man, I want to I want to see this boss fight, dude. I want to see what's talking about. But that's the
1: thing is like like the bosses in this game are fucking rad. Like they are totally that Dark Siders design.
3: It's, uh, what's his name? Um, what's his He's
1: not on the team. He didn't design the monsters? He designed Fury. Um, he does not work for gunfire games anymore. They, no, he
3: works for the one that's battle chasers.
1: Yeah, he did not do but, the but designs. That, I'm
3: surprised, I'm surprised it's not connected because it's all under, uh, Nordic.
1: Yeah, no, he, when they initially started making Darksiders 3, as a friend, they reached out and asked him for a Fury design, and he did that, but he did not do the rest of
0: the game. Oh. Okay.
1: But I want to finish this game. I want the story. I do want the story of Fury and the characters and war and, you know, all that. It's uh, <laughs> uh,
2: When when's it coming out by the way?
1: T- uh, Tuesday. Tuesday.
2: Oh, okay, so you'll know soon enough. Yeah, probably. yeah, I
1: really wanted to review okay. it before it came out like I was trying to power through the whole game because I heard it was like 15-20 hour game. I was like, I can do that in a holiday weekend, sure. But yeah. once I hit that wall, I just I stopped. I was like, you know, I've done this 15-20 times. I am not making any progress. I'm just getting madder and madder at this
3: game. I'm just gonna wait. That's what happened at the end of Anima. Yeah. There was a two-form boss, and I made it to the point where I could do the first boss, like, in no time. The second boss just has those attacks that just murder you, and I was like, I... I mean, this game's great, but I can't physically finish this within the time span of getting it done yeah I feel it's like
1: I'm, I, I it's one of those moments where I feel like so many people are gonna be like you were an idiot this was so easy kind of thing after it happens but right now I am so frustrated and I haven't been frustrated at this game even at its imperfections I have not been mad at this even game it was
3: a dark souls like game
1: it, and it's not it's not as punishing it's it's just trying to ape the design
3: it's, A lot of stuff is, though. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of it. Like, stop doing it because you're not as good as the thing that you're trying to copy. And,
1: and that's the thing about this game is, like, it's so weird to think that that's the route they went. Because let's be frank, when the first game came out, everybody loved that first
3: game. All you had to do was that again.
1: Exactly. And then everybody kind of liked the second game, but they were like, man, I wish it was more like the first game. So instead of doing that, like, all the loot is gone. There's no loot in Darksiders 3.
3: Well, that was only in two, though.
1: Exactly, but that's going forward, and now going backwards. Okay,
3: Okay. then the question I have is: Do you? Is it only elements are you getting, or is it like the first game where you got, you know, the different weapons and like it unlocked more of the world, or is it linear? It's linear to a
1: point. There are parts that you will that you can go back to. Um, but it's but really- It's not
3: like the Zelda formula where it's like a pub world and then, like, no. you have a new power so you can go down this route now. And... I mean,
1: th- that's still there, but the thing is, is that what you get for going down those side paths is just items to upgrade your weapons. It's not, like, new no.
3: interesting things. It's not the plot. Okay. No, no. The
1: plot is, you're literally- Like, there's a compass that you get- Here's another thing. I-, I don't understand how this happened. This game doesn't have a fucking map.
0: But eh.
1: there's no fucking map. Not even a map. There's a compass that you get that like leads you towards the next closest sin.
3: But That's it's just a, it's
1: just a skull at the. It's like a Elder Scrolls like compass at the top. And no. I'm like, like the whole time in the game, I'm like, where's the map? What button is the map? I need to know where I'm at in this it, world. can
2: Do you know what other game doesn't have a map? Dark Souls. That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this game totally has like you've opened this door now that here's a shortcut back to this area. It totally has that too
0: i
3: and none of them feel nearly as good as the ones in Dark Souls where you're like, oh, "I, wonder where this is gonna go," and you walk out and you go, "Oh my God, I passed by this door fifty times and just assumed there's nothing behind it."
1: Yeah, that's the thing is Dark Souls gets away with it because it's it's clever, it knows what it's doing games that ape its design just feel like cheap imposters. and unfortunately, Yes,
3: like Immortal Unchained. The, I mean,
1: yeah. It's, like, if this game did not have the Darksider story and I was not invested in that lore and that world, I would really have very little interest in this game.
2: Interesting. Keep us updated with the boss situation, man. I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of pretty Kind of curious how you're going to go through that.
1: I'm sure somebody will figure out a very easy way to beat it, and I'll feel really stupid about it, but I don't care at this point. I just want to finish. Because I know it's the next to the last, because I've wiped out five sins. Right. That's been the whole point of the game, and I've met the seventh sin. Like, that's a cutscene that happens early in the game, and they kind of taunt you, and they're like, you're not ready to fight me yet. (laughs) So I know that's the final boss. So I just need to get through this one, I'll get the fourth weapon, which is the last weapon, and then I'll be ready for the final boss, and I'm like, okay, I'm here, I'm at the end of the game, but this boss is just gonna piss me off for an hour and a
3: half, so... I'll still be picking this up at some point, just not right away. uh, this is a full price game, or is it a reduced price Full,
1: full price game, and it has a season pass with two promised future DLCs. (laughs) Oh
3: my god. And for that reason, I am out. Yeah. Yeah, is this is the Shark Tank now? I'm I don't. Gonna, this... I'm not going
2: to be doing that, man. Because, like, based on oh your talks about your budgetary constraints and how and how much lower the production values are, I expected it to be like a forty dollars game, which would be okay. more palatable.
3: It so, should be. It should be. A so $40 here's game. here's a weird one. It's less in Canada than it is in the States because it's sixty dollars in Canada as well.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, there's a there's like an eighty dollar version in the oh. States that has the two oh. promised future DLCs.
3: <sighs> okay. So I looked up Darksiders. like I am pretty sure it's less priced in Canada and it was. Um, and but here's the thing, so I look up on E B Games, which to anybody doesn't know is GameStop. It's, uh, Darksiders with the with the DLC bonus for buying the game early, is way down the list. What comes up first is the collector's edition that is $134.99 Canadian, which comes with a bunch of physical crap. Um, and then, I can't believe this is Yeah, the, the big $400. Earth yeah. in Darksiders 3, $350. Yep. Comes with the figures. Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: they made like a three $400 version of this game, and I'm just standing there going,
3: why? Boy, that's a fucking waste of money.
1: <laughs> that thing is going to be sitting on shelves... Heavily discounted Hey,
3: I, I, yeah. if, if it goes to 100 bucks, I might buy it just for that Death and War statue <sighs>
2: I'll, I'll consider it for $10 I'll
1: be very <laughs> interested to see how this Game turns out because I feel Like I've seen people on Twitter Like well, I finished this game I can't wait to talk about it I've played it I really enjoy it And I'm like I really enjoyed it at first too But once I got deeper into the game I started seeing a lot of it's blemishes And I'm kind of like This game isn't as good as it should be.
2: Yeah, like, that's a shame.
1: Well, I'm a huge, huge Darksiders fan, and I was really looking forward to this game, and I've been nothing but disappointed the further I played
4: into it. Two questions. Yeah. Joe Mad have his name on this? No.
1: No, we just talked about that.
4: Okay. Second question Will there be a Darksiders 4?
3: I don't think this game's I mean... going to sell.
4: The fourth, yeah, but it's
3: also it's also it's also THQ Nordic and I feel like they will put out anything just to it.
1: I hope so because the fourth horseman is in this game you finally get to see them oh really yeah you finally get to see them and is he
4: is he the gun guy
1: yeah and I'm like I really want it was weird because you get to hear all four of them talk and war okay. is the same voice death is definitely not <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I can't wait! I can't wait for the fourth game in the series, which will ape Call of Duty. um Darksiders
1: I, 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 I. Start that well, again.
4: Uh, <laughs> War was played by the same guy who did Grim War Vice. Yeah, in, uh, Ooh, nice. Year. He's a he's a big actor.
1: he's a big voice actor, and I can understand why they didn't get him back for this. But the guy they got to impersonate him is really not good. Really not good. Anyway. I I would definitely not pay sixty dollars for this game. That's all I'm saying. It's no. Um, not a big week as far as releases go. It's finally starting to slow down a little bit. We do have Dark three that is out on Tuesday. We also have Aquamoto Racing Utopia World Champion, whatever that is. Uh, Floor Kids. Um. Okay. In Death. Floor Kids. Floor Kids, yeah. Okay. In Death, which is a PSVR. Horror shooter. Hmm. Uh, Asterix and Obelix XXL2. Rival. It's gotta
3: be your opponent. Like.
1: Probably. Uh, rival Megagun, which is a schmup. Uh, Game Tingoku Cruisin' Mix Special. Saivariar Delta. Rad 3. And the First Tree Console Edition. Did
2: you say Red Three? Ride. Ride Three. I was like, oh, they made a a sequel to the movie, <laughs> the one with Bruce Willis. I was like, is that based on the upcoming movie?
1: It's
4: kind of like Goonies Two. They, they had Red Two. Yeah, Red yeah that's 2 what I mean. Goonies. Is
2: there a Red Three coming out that I didn't know about? You
4: know? Oh, okay, I got it. Like yeah, oh, it's like you Goonies Two. It's like Goonies
1: Two. Yeah, it's just the the video game sequel to the movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Horizon Chase Turbo finally comes to Xbox and Switch this week. That game's awesome, by the way. If you have not played that game, go play that game. If you enjoy like OutRun and stuff like that, super cool game. Uh, the Switch, of course, still gets a lot of releases, even though it's not a big release week. They've got 99 Vita's Definitive Edition, Crystal Crisis, Spin Tires, Mud Runner, This War of Mine, Horizon Chase Turbo, R-Type Dimension EX... Abzu, Akihabara, Feel the Rhythm Remixed, uh, Katalas, Trip, Jelly Break, Jinsokyo Defenders, Nairi, the Tower of Shirin, God lord, Rollercoaster Tycoon Adventures, Screen Cheat Unplugged, Stardust Galaxy Warrior Stellar Climax, uh, Arc Survival Evolved, Coffee Crisis, Escape Dude Land, Harvest Life Okunoka, Secret Files Tunguska
4: God man there's a lot of words in there that I don't think are
1: they're not real words true they're just they're made up Tunguska Yeah
3: I mean it's... Tunguska is a place
1: We're literally still in the let's throw everything on switch cuz it'll probably sell mode I mean
3: that game oh, is yeah. that game is a decade old if not more Twenty years old, probably. Secret Files Tenguska. I'm glad you know what it is because I have no. It's it's, it's, clue. it's a point and click adventure. You, you ever heard of Siberia? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Ported to fucking everything.
1: And there's a lot of hentai games coming out this week. I
3: kind of PC.
1: No, there's not on Switch. Come on now.
3: Hey, I don't know.
1: We've got hentai Yuri the Wet Adventure. <laughs>
2: Is this a segment that you guys started after I left or something? Yes. Yeah, so we tried to... Have,
1: you this, have missed this,
3: this it. Hentai not by, Games coming not, out? Not, like, not, not by do our choice. Do listeners, not by is choice. this what they come for? Uh,
1: well, choice. well, Jay, hold on now. What did you just say?
2: Hey, man. <laughs> phrasing. Okay? <laughs> and I meant it exactly the way I said it.
4: No, no. Well, there's, there has been an influx in uh-huh. the past three, four months on Steam of Hentai Games.
1: All right, so guys just started I just All wanted so to we see how many them. We, we kind of do sure. We kind of do like a little How many is there this week uh, So we've got one so far We've also got Hentai Shadow That's another <laughs> one We've got Hentai Memo- Memorama Hentai Cute Puzzles And Hentai Ragdoll Arena Yeah Yeah uh, do, in, they,
2: do they uh, know that you can have a hentai game without the using the word hentai in it? I mean, there's
1: probably thought, some in here, but I'm just looking at text.
3: So. How, how do you, oh, it's,
1: wow. it's all about
4: searching, though.
3: Yeah, search <laughs> engine optimization. Come on. SEO. Yeah, yeah.
1: There is a cool game coming to PC this week, though. Uh, uh, Fighting EX Layer is coming to PC this week. That's cool.
2: Yeah, that's a fun game.
1: Yeah, I enjoy that game. Uh, but that's it. Uh, I don't want to go too deep. We've we've been going for a while. A couple news hits, real quick. Uh, uh Valve discontinued the Steam Link. You will no longer be able to buy that.
3: If <laughs> if the five dollar price point at one point didn't give that away, yeah.
1: Yeah. So they are apparently out of stock. So the only way you'll be able to get it now is through third party sellers, and they will be making no more. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate apparently leaked onto the internets. So, people have downloaded that and are playing on YouTube and Twitch, and they're getting banned as quickly as
0: they're going up.
2: Oh, and, and then Nintendo's on the side. is like, boy, are we glad that we only gave our review copies to big outlets. Yeah. It's so enough for us. Yeah
1: that, uh, yeah, that paid off dividends, didn't it? Oh, Nintendo?
2: yeah, most definitely. Good job, Nintendo. Yeah.
1: Uh, if you want to kill Sean Bean, because, I mean, who doesn't?
2: Oh, God. Who hasn't? Come on.
1: He's, well, uh... I, I
2: attempted this. All right, hold on. Uh, let me talk about this quick experience because it was funny. So you guys know about the elusive targets in uh, Hitman 2, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, Gary yeah. Busey was one of them in the first place. Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: So the whole point of elusive targets is that you have one chance if you if you screw up if you're spotted if you're killed in the mission that's it you can no longer undertake that mission again right so it's a very tense affair it's a new way it's an interesting way to play hitman it's kind of like hard mode right so i'm doing the elusive mission to kill uh oh, Sean shambin Bean. Sean Bean, right
1: yeah Sean
2: Yeah, shambin yeah. yeah so he plays this guy called the undying right <laughs> and the premise premise of yeah which is kind of funny cuz he always dies in movies uh so the premise is that this is a guy who has been conformed killed like 15 times in the field assassinated over a dozen times but he keeps coming back and nobody knows how he's doing it so they decide to finally send the best of the very best 47 to get the job finally done
4: okay first off that's fucking awesome
2: i know it's awesome It's sick. Uh, they, got, they got Sean Bean to do the voice acting. He does a really terrific job, by the way. There's this one scene, especially, when you actually have an interview with him, right? And he actually gets right up in your face and asks you if you were the assassin, meanwhile you, 47, are sitting in the meeting, would go about killing him. You start like listing out exactly how you would do it, and all of those are actual options that you can use to kill him, which is which is pretty great. So my experience was that I finally killed him by inputting his picture into a robot that tracked him down – well, that, that saw, his, saw him right in front of him and just killed him using the picture as, uh, <laughs> as a targeting device, right? Awesome kill. Didn't get noticed. I was scot-free. But then I remembered. I was caught on film uh, as I was going up the stairs uh, to go to the meeting. There was nothing I could have done about it. And I thought to myself, all right, I could walk away right now. It would be a clean kill. There is no one even trying to search for me. But if I went upstairs to the high security area, if I took out the security camera uh, system, then there would be no trace of me. And I would be able to get silent assassin on an elusive target, no, which is something thought... I had never been able to do before. And I thought to myself, you know what? I know where it is. I can do it. So I climb out the window. I climb the pipes. I'm being very careful. I I peek the security system by the window. I take out my silence pistol to take the shot. I take the shot. The moment the security guard is passing right next to it. I couldn't see him because he was on my blind side. I'm in combat now. The entire place is alerted. I'm running out like a madman. I'm dodging bullets. I'm ducking back and forth out of windows... As I am walking well as I am sprinting out of the building, a stray shot hits me right at the back of my head. mission over, I can never do that mission again.
3: Welcome to the story of Icarus, everyone. <laughs>
2: <Ooh>. <laughs> yes, but uh, that mission was awesome. I love the way it sucks that I failed, but I love the way that played out and uh, uh, my review of Hitman Two should be going live next week, hopefully so um, that's kind of the kind of the best. Like, bite-sized experiences you can have with that game, and that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. Sorry for this interruption. Go also, ahead. Also,
3: everybody watched the uh, uh, compilation of people being knocked out with rakes. Yeah, I watched oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's... That, that was
2: pretty great. I did that too. Once I figured out you could do it, it's pretty great.
1: I'm so glad that that game, like, leans into its stupid humor as well as oh, it Oh, yeah. Does.
2: Very much so. It's very self-aware, and. I've laughed so many times at the dumb things. Like you know how where people say things like not knowing the situation that they're in, and he's like, uh, "I'm I'm at a I'm 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 a, I'm disguised as a barber, right?" And he's and the guy that's sitting down the chair says, "I want the sh- I want the shave to be sharp. I want it to be the closest <laughs> shave I've ever had." And the forty-seven says in his like monotone voice, "I promise it will be." <laughs> and then just literally slits his throat right there. It's like little things like that. It's very dark humorish, but it's all good stuff. And uh, Hitman 2 has been definitely a fantastic game for me.
4: All right. I have the first episode of Hitman 1, and I have yet to boot it up. It's... Oh, you
3: need to play that. They gave
4: it to me for free on Steam. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about maybe jumping into that. Yeah. I, play that, play that, that but
3: don't buy the full. If you like it, don't buy the full game. Buy Hitman 2, and then you can buy the Hitman 1 to put into Hitman 2.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it comes free if you buy a certain package, so you can get all the Hitman 1, including all the gameplay improvements and like visual fidelity improvements. Did you did
4: you carry play on PC or?
2: I'm playing on PS4 Pro. Okay, it looks good. It looks nice. It plays well.
1: Alright, right. one last news tidbit before we move to Twitter So we can get out of here because this show is long um, Konami filed two trademarks today uh, One for Metal Gear, one for Metal Gear Solid Take that as you will
3: They have to, if they, if they want to keep that trademark I'm pretty sure they have to keep filing, don't they?
1: Well, trademark filing also comes They own the IP to that, so but these are actual products
2: Oh, okay, for. So the the Pachinko machines, for those are coming out, <laughs> for yeah, yeah, iPhones dude. and Android devices, so that's nice.
1: Alright, I'm going to head over to the Twitter. I'm going to run through these quick as I can. Mookie says, uh, two truths and one lie. So I guess you got to pick the one that's a lie. Number one, I learned about masturbation when I was less than five.
3: I'm out. <laughs> uh,
1: number two, I used toothpaste to eat her out. What the fuck?
3: This is uh, a
0: gaming
2: podcast, man. Come on. Number three, I
1: almost joined the national soccer team.
3: All right, this is my last podcast, everyone.
4: Uh, number one, number three are truths. Number th- two is a lie.
3: You think the, the,
1: the toothpaste. There's the toothpaste that's real. I, our I show. can't believe. I would that really hope
4: this. that that's a lie.
1: <laughs> uh, Dustin says, "We missed you, Jay."
2: Hey, thanks, Dustin.
1: Um. Since Jay on, uh, can he tell us what the Langrisser series is all about? I see it's being remade for PS4 and Switch and might come to the West. The
2: um, Langrisser series is this really old school, like long running strategy RPG games. Um, we got, I think on PS2 um, Langrisser and also on PSP. Those games exist localized. They're actually pretty good. And the thing that differentiates this uh, strategy RPG is that how like big the battles get, and also in the choices that you make having like crazy consequences. Like your playthrough of the game c- can be completely different from someone else's based on the choices they make. This uh, like who did, who they decide to side with, who they they decide to like spare or to have them, you know, like, kill and stuff like that. So it's got a pretty strong narrative hook in the way where your choices actually matter. It's got a pretty interesting and strategic, uh, like, like RPG engine next to it. So I'm glad to see it return. I would love to see, I would love to play it again. I haven't played a Languier game since, like, on, like, the PSP, like, ages ago. So that's nice to hear.
1: Uh He says Astrobot is a stellar VR game, must have for I PSVR buy it, owners. It, to agree, agree. buy it, dude! It's badass. Uh, I'll into it tomorrow. Since Ken and Jay both got PSVR, have any of you guys picked up
3: Tetris Effect yet? <laughs> Do you really? I'll be playing that, and I'll tell you next week what it's like. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, that's
2: that's on that's on the top of my to buy list once it's on sale, along with other games like. uh Oh, you didn't talk about Superhot VR, Ken? I don't.
1: Quick. I don't At, like. I don't like Superhot. You don't like it? It's, okay. it's, I, I love the original Super Hot. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure it's cool, and I, and I know a lot of people like that game, but I've just never been able to get into it. I couldn't get into it outside of VR, and I tried it in VR, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, this... Mm, not really okay. doing it for okay, me.
2: Fair enough. I'm also going to be picking up uh, Beat Saber. I,
1: I keep hearing about that game. I kind of want to try it out.
2: Yeah, I wish there was a demo. Yeah, like, uh, I need, sh- I
1: need demos demo. of VR games to know whether or not they're they're worth buying or if they're just worth demoing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so we have a lot of games on the list and Tetris Effect it's like I, I've heard like at least a dozen different people recommend that game to me. Maybe on that front maybe I should just buy it for a price. I don't know.
1: Yeah, we'll I I will see. Uh he also said if Tony's on, he's playing that game wrong. It's meant for VR.
3: Oh getting close. No, that's, that's no that's 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 fair. I, I've heard it's great. I, I just know that like if I talk about it like, a lot of people thought it was VR only. That's not the case. That game looks amazing, but I've heard it, it's really a lot better in VR. So I, I know I've been playing it wrong.
4: I'd really like to play that game, too, and I don't but have I, VR. But I, I, but I, I
3: bet I play it better than you.
4: Maybe, maybe you will.
3: No, I mean, like, the person that wrote the tweet, I bet I play Tetris better than you do. Oh, here wow. we go. Where are you?
4: I suck
1: at Tetris. So. I suck at Tetris, too. Uh, started playing Divinity 2 that game is superb but it will take me three years to play since I'm doing it cool and we're uh, only free to play weekend mornings
4: that sounds like me wow.
1: um,
4: Divinity Original Sin 2 is an amazing game
2: agreed
1: been playing Cosmic Star Heroin, and I'm really digging it. Nothing like an old-school turn-based RPG after a big, epic open-world game. I'm also playing on hard, so the battles require a good amount of strategy. You know, I bought that game, I played through the little intro, and I was like, this is cool, I should play more of this. And I never did.
2: Yeah, I picked it up during a sale, I, I beat it. Very good game. Um, I wish it was a little bit longer, but overall I had a ton of fun with the game.
1: How long is it? Maybe I'll set off a weekend to play through it.
2: I think I beat it in about uh, 12, 10 hours or so.
1: Oh, that sounds like my kind of game.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's very short.
1: Mark says, so picked up Overwatch for cheap on Xbox One. Now I own on both consoles. I can't believe how much better it looks and plays on the X. I need someone to play with now. <clears throat>
4: well, it just so happens <clears throat> there's two people here that have...
1: Yeah, but you don't even play with us, Drew. Fuck,
4: because all
3: because
1: all my skins are on PC. Ah, fuck your skins! You don't ever see them.
4: <laughs> I think it's you necessary. mean costumes. All my costumes. costumes. <laughs> all my costumes. Are on Did you? PC. Um, I know
2: people hate when we talk about Overwatch. Did you guys try Ash yet?
1: Yeah, I've I have. played a little bit. I've been doing a lot of competitive, so she's not available. there. Oh
2: wait, hold on, Mister Mister Ken is doing a lot
1: of competitive. he says I've played yeah. the last really? four seasons. Yeah, I I oh, almost wow. okay. I almost hit platinum. This weekend.
4: Listen to you, you little sucker! I hit gold, and I'm like, I'm done. I, I'll, I'll never do any better. I'll just I just
1: I was at 2,300 something. So like, if Ooh, I did, if I did right kept, there. yeah, I was kept going up. I would have stayed in there, but then I got a string of really bad games. Like I played last night, and I lost like six of seven games because my teams yeah. were just terrible. So you,
2: you'll yeah. go on those streaks sometimes. It's demoralizing, but yeah. Yeah. I hate
4: it. I hate it.
1: Yep. Uh, Dustin says I started playing Owlboy on Switch By the way seriously if you want to play Overwatch I play with another listener He listens to the show every week In fact he played with us one night this week And he was listening to the show while we were playing <laughs> that's, that's
4: a little surreal like um, a meta right there
1: And I was like dude this is fucking crazy What's going on um, Started playing Owlboy on the Switch when the wife is watching TV And it's not really grabbing me I've only played about an hour though so maybe I'll get more into it with That game takes a while to get going yeah. It does. True. Like that little intro, the town area, that game takes a little while to get started up, so. Uh what were your, uh, Mark says, what were your thoughts on Victor Vran? Got it installed but had not had a chance to boot it yet. Go boot that shit. What game? Victor Vran.
4: Oh, oh. Victor Vran's fantastic.
1: Yeah, Victor Vran's a great game.
4: That's a that's a fun little action Diablo game.
1: Yeah. Especially if you've got the motorhead DLC, that's
4: <laughs> That Motorhead DLC—it's hard. It's, it's hard, but it's, it's so good. Crap, but it's just run around with Motorhead songs playing.
0: of please!
4: Ace please!
1: Oh, Dustin says so. I kind of bought a lot of games over the Black Friday, probably more than I should. But I'm really excited to get my hands on Vampire and Soul Calibur Six.
2: Vampire. Who else played Vampire here? I did.
1: It's it's good.
2: Uh, it's not what I expected, but it's kind of good in its own way. Yeah. But expect it to be very clunky as far as the combat goes. It's, the combat's just bad. But it's what the, it... the story and the things you can do around with the characters is actually very
1: interesting. I think that's one of those games that I recommend people play on like easy... I think they patched in like a story mode difficulty because the combat is not what yeah, you're there yeah. for. It's
2: definitely. I agree with that 100%.
1: percent did didn't you guys...
4: I know Ken played a little bit of it. Didn't you guys play any more Call of Cthulhu?
2: No. I'm waiting uh waiting for it to go on sale. I, I have the game. Um I've had it installed. I just never booted it up. Uh you reviewed it and you liked it, right, Drew? I
4: I actually really enjoyed that game more than what a lot of people did. Yeah. It's not what anybody thinks. I I was thinking it was gonna be like a first person shooter with horror elements. Nah, this is like a straight up It's like two steps above the Sherlock Holmes games. You're cool. doing investigations and there's a, there's some sneaking and there's some running from stuff. But I actually really enjoyed that game.
2: How was the psychedelic aspect of it since it's really that's
4: some cool. of the coolest parts. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. dude, I'm in. I'm in Yeah. Like you're investigating stuff and then you you realize he's going insane and he's like investigating this something that's not even there.
2: Dude. I might have to put this up today. There's
4: actually some really cool aspects. It takes a while to get into. So you won't be seeing much horror stuff until you get probably about three hours in. Mm -hmm. But when you do, holy crap. There's some really cool stuff there.
1: It's like the year of Cthulhu. He had like three games this year.
4: It's neat. That's the best way to describe it. It's a really neat game.
1: Uh, Mark says also my backlog is now a joke And I don't see any chance to catch up Coming anytime soon Just looking at January to March Scares me Welcome, Godspeed I'm in the same boat <laughs> yeah. The
2: backlog has been an indomitable force For many years for me And <laughs> it will continue to be so
1: I mean if we just rattled off two games that I want to play That I haven't played like Cosmic Star Heroin And freaking Call of uh-huh. Cthulhu I have
4: both of those. Dude, were... I I bought God of War in preparation for November being <laughs> not that bad, and then you give me Battlefield <laughs> Five, Call of Cthulhu, and Fallout seventy six. I told so you. I told... Call hey, Cthulhu.
1: to be fair, I told you those were coming.
4: I know that, but I wanted to play through God, <laughs> which yeah, I'm not going to do.
3: See how he, oh. he he tried to shrug off the responsibility, Ken, and then you like handed him facts, and he had to back down. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna love Drew's game of the year list. It's gonna be like uh for, for number ten I have Fallout seventy six this year. yeah, uh, I didn't gotta uh, get to over... play around the the other game, so
3: I was low on games, so uh, Overwatch and Red Dead Redemption one. Um Nino Cooney is not making this list. Nino no. Cooney is his biggest disappointment of twenty eighteen.
4: It's, uh, <laughs> it's up there.
1: <laughs> Alright, uh Dustin says, If you guys were in charge of Capcom and you could only greenlight one of the following, which would it be?
3: Mega Man Legends 3. I'm sorry.
1: Monster Hunter World 2, Mega Man 12, Street Fighter 6, Dino Crisis 4, or Resident Evil 8
3: as a VR exclusive?
4: Uh, No, that that would not happen.
3: (laughs) None of those. None of those. Um, Uh.
4: They've already greenlit the game that I've been wanting forever, and that's Resident Evil 2 remake.
1: (laughs) I mean, if I was going from my heart, it would totally be Dino Crisis. Cause I I'd to play say Dino it.
3: Crisis because it's the only different thing on the list that we haven't but had a bunch of. If I wanted
1: to make money, it would be Monster Hunter World 2 because Monster Hunter World made a fuck ton of money
4: in 2018. I would love best, to best, see. best selling
1: uh, Capcom game of all time, man. Yeah. It's, it's also in the,
4: World 2, probably. Yep.
1: It's in the top 10 uh, selling games uh, across everything in 2018.
2: Yeah. It's very, very impressive. I think Monster Hunter World 2, whether it comes as an expansion or it comes as a new ind- uh, independent game, is a guarantee to happen. So I, d- I, d- I wouldn't have to think about, like, greenlighting it. I'm kind of curious about a full Resident Evil. I want Resident Evil 2 Remake to be in VR, dude. I would I would love if it had that functionality, <sighs> but it doesn't.
4: Um, I, I'm fine with it having that functionality. I don't want anything VR. Yeah, yeah, I agree with VR. you. Yeah, especially I don't, I don't a big franchise interested. like Resident Evil. No, they would never
1: do that to a numbered Resident Evil. I, I can't yeah. imagine they would. Uh Dustin wants to know what's your most prized item in your game collection.
2: Ooh. Um that's a good question.
3: It's well, not... like I'm assuming I'm assuming an actual game has to be the choice, right? Oh
1: well I can't answer that question and I was gonna say it's not really worth anything, but the thing that I was most proud to snag was the Sega C D X. Oh, I really, yeah. I really like yeah, that little I thing. I
2: think, I think proud does proud means you're happy to have it, not so much expensive. Uh, I have an import copy of this game called The War of Genesis Three Part Two, which is something. It's a gift that I got. Like I didn't, I didn't get too many like gaming related gifts, so it was pretty special and it like really blew me away uh, when I played it. So that's, I still have it on my wall over there. I can like point to it right now. It's it's a good box. That's my uh, proudest game to own.
4: Hmm. I have, uh, I still own Lunar and Lunar 2. Do you have the puppet? The big, the big, yeah, the big special yeah, those editions. Are great. I have, I still have both of those are in the closet, so.
1: Keep it in the closet.
4: Keep it in the closet. Um, I have the little plushie of, um, uh, Demon Summoner. Is it Demon <laughs> Summoner?
2: Oh, Demon Summoner 2, right? Yeah, I Demon had Summoner 2. two. I, I have the little have plushie. It in the box?
4: I do too, I yeah, it in the box too. My wife moved in, she was like You want to do something with this? I'm like, yeah, we're going to put it somewhere Where it doesn't get squished We're going
1: to hang it on the wall, baby Hey,
4: yeah, That's
2: a that's a nice little package, man It looks cool, the little plushies there It's got the game box sealed inside It looks yeah. nice
3: yeah. I mean, mine is I have the in-store display for a Sega Saturn um, With the Sega Saturn, obviously And I mean, every game that I own for Sega Saturn That's english release has some sort of hold on me. Like I have both clockwork nights. I have nights the dreams. I have Sonic 3d blast. So they're all kind of important to me, but I'd say like, if I am not kind of in just this, like uh, not talking about Sega Saturn, I have a box copy of Mega Man Battle Network three white and uh box copy of book Tide two, which are like two of my favorite games. And one of them is a Hideo Kojima game. So you know how, how much I have to actually like it to put that as one of my prized possessions. But, uh, those games mean a lot to me, so that'd be mine. It's nothing special. They're not like you—you know—they're easy to find. But uh, special to you? Yeah.
2: no, it's yeah, yeah. it's all—it's all about what it means to you, right? It I mean,
3: I, like every copy of Wonder Boy Three—it's my favorite game of all time. I have that game multiple times. Like I own the limited run big box, I own limited run small Man. version. I own the—you know—now that you mentioned it.
2: I don't own a physical copy of my favorite game of all time, now that I think about it. I own it like digitally, like so many times over, but I don't actually own the game. What is it? Final Fantasy Six. So it's like maybe I should get a physical copy of it. Oh,
3: yeah. it. Get oh, a box. going to
4: spend hundred plus bucks yeah, I mean, on that's it.
2: That's what I mean. It's like what really is the point?
3: I'd argue. But- I'd argue. Uh, it's not that expensive if you get the Game Boy Advance version. It's different enough. It's worth owning as a separate piece, but it's also the same game, you know.
2: Oh, dude, I, I would almost argue that it might be the definitive version to play. It is,
3: yeah. It's yeah. a better. I feel it's a better translation. But um, you know it, that way it justifies you buying it, and it's nowhere near the hundred dollars. Yeah, that's
2: not that's not. A, I mean, I already own the game uh, like digitally, but I don't. Own right, it but really it's a different version so. of the game, so exactly. it justifies
3: playing it again. Yeah.
4: yeah, I still don't. I don't own a physical copy of Metal Gear Solid anymore.
3: Really? No, I thought you did, dude.
4: I, I did, but my in nineteen ninety nine, I let a friend borrow.
1: I think I still own four
3: copies of that game.
4: I mean, I have the digital copy on my PS3. Huh.
3: Can we refer to it by its proper name? Which is Metal Gear Solid.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Tagging three. All right, moving on. Uh, what's a local favorite food you can't get anywhere else? In my area, it's probably Nephla soup. It's like a potato dumpling
3: soup. Hmm.
2: I mean, I live in the states, so it's, you know, it's just a literal melting pot. You can get this kind of food yeah. in most other places.
3: I mean, would it but I think that would include like a version of a food that you can't get anywhere uh, else.
4: Like Ohio's big on chili, right?
1: Yeah, and it's all gross. I don't know why people <laughs> talk about that chili like it means something.
2: Um, I go to I go in New York enough that uh i get those like halal platters from like 53rd and 6 and stuff like that and that's something that no matter like where i am in the country like i always get a craving for that like every like month or so so that's something that i always like to get
1: and there's mine a lot of a... there's a lot of pizza joints around here too that are local that are really good
3: mine is a special type of donut that's called a persian it's <laughs> only available in thunder bay ontario it's a cinnamon roll flavored donut with a pink icing on top the icing is its own special recipe it doesn't taste like just like sugar on top and the donut's fantastic only available in thunder bay ontario why i don't know it's a family recipe or something like that
4: do you guys are you big on the was it poutine 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 poutine
3: Poutine is everywhere i mean it just depends on how much you want to pay like there's a canadian brand of like fry joints called new york fries that are big on poutines. Uh, there's Smoke's Poutinery, which is only poutines. <laughs> they Yes, I swear to God. And and the best part is, if you live in a city <laughs> with... The best part is, if you live in a city with Smoke's Poutinery, you know you live in a city with Smoke's Poutinery, even if you don't go there, because they hand out stickers of the, the mascot, which is of just a guy's face, with, like, every purchase, and people just stick those stickers everywhere. I think it's hilarious that it's called a
1: poutinery. Yes. That sounds I've
2: never awesome, had actually. poutine in my life. I I want to
0: try
4: it. Cheese I I like, right
3: on fries. I have no yeah, yeah. interest that's, that's what in I mean. messing but with the
4: fries But you can have it different fries. types too,
3: like taco and yeah. stuff.
1: I don't I don't want I don't want my fries messed up. Sorry. I mean, hey, man. I Disco know, fries so
2: cool. with gravy on the side is amazing, so if you add some kind of other stuff on top of it, it
3: sounds good to me too. It almost becomes it almost becomes an unhealthy salad. That's
4: fine. <sighs> <sighs> I don't think I have anything here. Uh, Georgia's not really known for anything but peaches stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even, not even peaches. Uh, we are mainly country. peanuts around here.
1: Going to eat a
4: lot of uh, you know, I, I, I would say a local, a local hamburger joint, Huck's Cafe is one of my favorite places. The varsity, if you've ever been to Athens, Georgia, uh, the varsity is a pretty big place. They also have one in Atlanta. They, Drew, they you're
0: you're at an stuff. age where it
2: gets kind of creepy for you to hang around at this college campus. Man, <laughs> you gotta start moving out, man. It's kind
3: of getting weird. all
4: uh, right you know, <laughs> I know that's why I don't go there that much anymore. It's okay. All there's right. a
3: wing place in my city. Hold on, there's a wing place in my city that has a hot apple pie flavored chicken wing.
4: No thanks. Oh, nope. I would try that. Apparently,
3: it's apparently amazing. It's hot sauce with this apple pie flavor. This next question cracks me up
4: because
1: this is the first time this has happened to me, and I can't think how long. Uh, Dustin wants to know: Is your Christmas tree up already? Mine, uh, mine is. My wife goes holiday crazy once Turkey Day hits.
0: Well,
1: uh, Christmas no. tree? No, dude, my no. Christmas tree was up before Thanksgiving.
4: Yeah, my well, all right. all right. So here's the deal: I haven't walked into the living room yet. <laughs> my wife was decorating whenever I came in here.
1: We have three trees. We have two. We have two. <laughs> We have two. I'm Drew, not gonna lie. Tap oh on your keyboard God. five times if you need help. <laughs>
4: Coming, <and> Drew. <drill.
1: laughs> yeah, we we have uh, we have jingle bells on a lot of the doors in the house. So when you when somebody opens the door, the bells jingle.
4: That's good in case somebody breaks in.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Someone that's worked retail, this sounds like a fucking nightmare. I'm not gonna lie. This sounds awful. Yeah. Oh um, God, my house is.
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. With the war on Christmas going on, I'm surprised you guys are allowed uh. legally to purchase and put up these decorations. Uh, that's 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 incredible. How brave of you
4: guys! Yeah, I still pay it. Tell people Merry Christmas. I do
0: whoa, too. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. I walk uh. down the street and say that shit with authority. I'm like Merry Christmas, motherfucker.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and when everyone so, when 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 someone says Happy Holidays, just slap them across the face.
4: I'm like, Merry <laughs> Christmas. Put, we're putting the cross back in Christmas. <laughs> I was like, that's not, what, "That's not what. That's not what Jesus.
1: That's not what Jesus would do." for You. Merry Christmas. Jesus um, must flip the table. Justin says, "Just bought the PSVR Astro Bot bundle. What a pure joy to play! Reminds me of the first time playing Mario sixty four and Tearaway on the Vita." I got it. I got it.
3: I'm buying the game,
1: everybody. <laughs> it's like the, sy- the it's like the system was built for this one game.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it really is the like best showcase for that like system in general for everything that it can do. Minus the move controller, I guess.
1: Alright. Uh Dustin wants to know, do any of you guys hunt? Is there even hunting in your areas? It uh, the his mistyping of this makes me laugh. But it says I shit a moose
4: last week <laughs> I bet you that um, took a lot of fiber to go <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's quite the Thanksgiving meal man.
1: <laughs> um Uh, It's a a once-in-a-lifetime tag, and now I have meat for days. Uh, It's a leaner meat than beef and has an amazing taste. So good.
4: Hmm. Uh, I have not hunted in a very long time, um, but I have hunted before, and there is a lot of hunting here in the good old state of Georgia.
1: There's a lot of hunting. There's a lot of hunting here too. My dad was a hunter, and he took me on a couple trips with him. But that was when I was very, very young. So. But it's... did
3: he call you boy though? When no, you... boy. No, he did. Where do we go? In oh. the direction of deer.
1: <laughs> they followed, track the deer. He made me track the deer. So.
3: One of the best lines of video games of this year. Which way should we go? In the way of deer.
2: <laughs> Dude, you're you're ruining the experience for true man. You need to
3: stop. I
4: know. That's only the beginning of the game. You're ruining <laughs> the game, Matthew. <laughs> you put deer in this game? No. I can't play it now.
1: its I don't know if I'd call that a deer. I'm well, that's what forever. he calls it. So... That's what he calls it, but that ain't what it looks like. No, absolutely not.
4: Nah, it's been a yeah, long time. Been a I, time. I do own firearms, but I oh. have not hunted oh, in a long time. You're
3: one of those.
4: Um, I am a dirty gun owner.
3: <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in Canada. There are guns in Canada, beyond popular belief. I've never been hunting. It's not for like lack of interest. It's just the opportunity has never risen.
1: Anthony, pop cap guns do not count.
3: There's real guns in Canada. Like, I know that's what you thing. guys think
1: are real guns, but those are not real guns. Okay, I'm
3: sorry. It's not an AR-15 with a bump stock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not a real gun.
4: So let me ask you this, Anthony, real quick. Have you ever fired a gun before?
3: No. I, I've, 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 I've fired, Well, that's not true. I've fired a gun, but it's it, in the case of what he, uh, Ken was just saying, it was a uh, it was not something with a lot of kickback. I was very small. But um it's like a, like a one that you had to load. Yeah. Uh, basically. Yeah. Okay. It's the equivalent of. Um
1: there's one le la- one last tweet left but I wanna wanted- there's a new story breaking. Um the game awards are next week. We got our okay. first leak. Okay. Uh new alien game called Alien Blackout. Is, rumored to is be it announced. Uh,
2: like, a sequel to Isolation?
1: I don't know. It's just, I just have a name and a rumor that it'll get announced at the Game Awards.
2: Interesting. I, I liked Isolation. I thought it was a bit too long for what it was. But I loved the uh, the whole alien aspect of it and how goddamn scared you were the whole game. So yeah, I'm, I'm down for another one of those. Yep.
1: So don't forget, we still got a bunch of announcements coming at the Game Awards. Holy shit. It's true. Uh, Justin's is the last tweet. He says, so December is the last month for PS Plus, PS3, and Vita games. What would you like them to end with? It would be nice to give something like 3 Heroes, something that most people haven't tried but is really cool. I'm guessing they'll just give us whatever
3: is the cheapest. It would be nice. You know what would be nice? They put... If and I this can is can way
1: touch much, Oh.
3: They put every PS3 and Vita... Every game that's come... Free before Have the opportunity to get one last time Anything that they possibly can
1: Yeah, I mean that would be a licensing nightmare But yeah that would be very cool That would be the way to A good send off So So there's there's no more
2: PS3 and PS Vita games right? You guys don't
1: remember this announcement Sony kind of quietly announced it In an email that they sent out That said starting in 2019 We will no longer be giving PS3 and Vita games Only two PS4 games
4: I remember that but I didn't know if it was coming this year or not.
1: Yeah, 2019 is when it starts and it kind of sucks because they're not making up for it by adding a third PS4 game. Yeah.
4: So,
2: we'll see how that goes. They've changed the uh, the rules around the and they've offered extra games that were not part of the lineup, kind of like how Russia Blood wasn't a PS Plus game, it just they just threw it in there for whatever reason. I think so... that would
1: be a cool thing to start doing is to do two PS4 games and one VR game maybe. Uh, I don't think there are enough. VR games. Yeah, they're, no, they're You'd not. You'd be shocked as to how many there are. Go. Oh, like,
2: like quality games, though, we're talking about. Yeah, but they don't I, give.
1: I don't most garbage. of the time, they don't give quality games on Plus, so, I mean, it would be sticking with oh, the motif, right? the bulky shade, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh,
4: what? <well>, <laughs> games with gold ain't much better, I ain't gonna lie. I don't hey, know, man. man
2: I, I played I, a lot of PS
1: Plus games. In, in
4: the, in they in threw, the all, threw out Yakuza Kiwami and freaking Storm.
1: That was the first time it had been good in a while, and you know it. All right, all
2: right. So we're talking about games. I want them to end with um, PS, PS Vita. I want them to go with Persona 4 Golden because oh. I think that's one of the best games of the the PS Vita, and it's only playable on PS Vita. So you know, 100% go for that. Uh, and for the PS3, I want them to relaunch the servers for three months and make Demon Souls free for everybody. <laughs>
1: they already gave Demon Souls away. They, they didn't
4: give Demon Souls for free. Did they really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Demon Souls was, was in the... Yeah, they turned off the servers
4: The Demon Souls, finally.
1: You should probably uh... go check your library, because I'm pretty sure you have it.
4: Well, I have it physically, but... Yeah, uh, okay. I got the deluxe edition.
1: Oh, hmm. boy, man, that was a show, but that's what this time of year is all about. So, hope you enjoyed that. We will be back next week. Um, first episode of December? Next week? Holy cow. 2018 is coming to a close. Uh, Drew Phoenix down. What's going on with that?
4: I got to get talk with Matt, but the next game is going to be Nightmare before Evil within two.
1: All right, and then game of the year will be in January.
4: May have to push it to the second week.
1: <laughs> you need to finish up God of War. Play some Spider Man, and
4: uh, I will not play Spider Man this year. Oh! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm not going to be able to do that. Man,
2: Spider Man's so good. Lee go- died, man. You got to play Spider
1: Man. <laughs> yeah, wow, way to How guilt, him. guilt, oh, one guilt trip a fucking guilt trip. It was his
2: favorite character, Drew, and you're not honoring his memory by playing the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. listen to Jeff.
1: All right. Sorry. But, yeah, that's coming up. Um, There's only two big releases left for the year, Just Cause and Smash Brothers, right?
4: Both of which I will not be getting, so. Yeah.
1: I think those are the last two big AAA games launching before the end of the year, but, man, that's probably a good thing because we need some time to catch up before January starts rolling fucking games right back out. (laughs) Great. Which is Kingdom Hearts and Resident Evil... (laughs)
3: Oh, oh, Kingdom yeah, Hearts! Ken, you're, uh, sorry, no. Yeah. Ken's definitely not. Jay, you're taking on Kingdom Hearts, right?
2: Nah, dude, I don't like Kingdom Hearts. Nobody likes Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anthony, you like Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> no, you're
3: <laughs> You you watched that do video I like that reading... I posted up? You do, take... like, do I like Do I like reading stories out of? You know what? Rip out all the chapters of books and just put them in the wrong order, and that's kind of how Kingdom Hearts reads.
2: It sounds like you're an expert, and you're very qualified <laughs> to take on Kingdom Hearts 3. Don't make me play get... Don't
3: make me fucking play that <laughs> Oh, man. Listen, I've come off of two shitty games. I just need something. Nice.
2: Well, there's a new Senran Kagura game coming out as
3: well. So All right, I'll take Kingdom I'll Hearts that. 3. <laughs> Boy, that's... Oof.
1: I don't know. I might take Senran <laughs> 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 oh, Kagura.
3: No, no.
2: no. Are you... Uh, is Ace Combat 7 in your...
1: Is Ace Combat 7 in my what? In your radar. I mean, I'll probably play it. I'm not overstoked on it if somebody else wants it's, it. it. It's got
2: VR missions, and it looks fucking nice. It's oh, got that's,
1: VR? that's got VR.
2: Oh, shit. Yeah, it's got really cool-looking VR missions. Mm.
1: Okay, maybe I'm more interested in it now. Yeah, than, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: yeah. I, I thought that might get you in there. Okay.
1: All right. Um, well, that's it. For this week, like I said, we'll be back in December. December should be a more quiet month. But uh yeah, go play some games and get the fuck out of here. This show's three hours. I hope you listened to it all. If you didn't, fuck it. I don't care. You didn't make it this far anyway. Alrighty, and it goes something like this. Epic fail. Welcome.
2: The N4G
0: Podcast, Mario Zero
4: Dollar.
1: This is gonna be very interesting episode.
4: Time. Greetings, program! I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground n 4 d radio lair. The And... I always Killer
0: Wolverine! Always. Killer Wolverine. Play games! Not hot balls. No bad boys allowed. And then, I, and then I killed the dragon. And then I killed the dragon. 8.0.